Hey, how's it going, dude? <laughs> First of all, I want to thank you for having me on the podcast. It's real cool. I'm a big fan. But, like, I want to address something right on in front, like, right on, on Front Street, bro. I'm a fan of your, your social media outreach and everything. I think you do a real good job with that. It's almost like a professional level of stuff. But, like, I got a problem. I, I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I've seen it on your social media that you got that little turquoise marquee. And I heard you calling it Marquee Mark, and that's not cool, bro. I'm, that's a part of my life I'm trying to, you know, move on from. I'm trying to make my name. I'm like, I don't understand. Why would you do that? <laughs> hey, watch, watch. Hey, watch, watch. I hate them all, but I just can't stop. Film. Thank you. Uh, I'm very proud of this work. I'm Allison, joined by Marcus J. Markfield. <laughs> wow. What does the J stand for? Wahlberg. <laughs> it's Swedish. That's how we spell it, bro. I mean, like, you know, we spell it like a little different for the TV show, the Wahlberger show. But that's because, like, you can't have a franchise called McDonald's where it starts with a J. It don't make any sense. That's downright ludicrous. No, no, you're right. All right, Mark, get out of my chair. Oh, I guess I got to go. All right, it's nice to meet you, guys. Goodbye. I'm going to come back later. It was a pleasure, truly. That guy has so many abs. <laughs> Hello, I'm Hunter. Joined once again by Tina. Tina Dillon, and I'm Hunter Bush. I'm Tina. Tina Dillon, returning guest. She's our Mark Wahlberg expert. Actually. Expert. I didn't know that I was, but uh, I'm okay with you that You do title. now. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right with that title. Yeah, it's okay. You know, I'm a little bit confused, though. I'm a little bit upset that we sent Mark away, because I was really under the impression that he didn't go by Marky Mark anymore. So I'd like to know more about that, actually. I would, too. <laughs> yeah. But there's just not enough seats. Not enough time. <laughs> not enough time. We have not a lot enough to, seats. We have a lot to unpack. We have some to unpack. Yeah. There is some yeah, unpacking we, to do. Did we say what film we did? We didn't. It's, uh, Tina, as you said, um, this is another Mark Wahlberg film. We're doing Fear. 1996. 1996 is Fear. And it is so 1996. Oh, buddy. Oh, it, uh, I loved that. It's a uh, period piece. It kind of yeah. almost is. Well, I've seen worse, but, like, all the details in this are just so of a moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was talking to Tina a little bit when I was saying specifically, like, the rave scene. It's just all... Oh, yeah. I'm like, I remember that haircut, and I remember that haircut, and I remember those dude, pants. There is a dude in there who has the weirdest hair-to-face combination ratio... <laughs> I can't, like, his face is, like, it's, like, a sort of pudgy white guy face. Like, I know it well. But, like, he has weird flat iron, like, blonde bangs, and then it's, like, spiked up, going back. His hair, it looks like a giant spiky piece of cheesecake or something. It is weird. Wow. Check our social media. I made a note. I'm going to take a picture, and it'll be on our social media where Mark Wahlberg will see it. He's a very nice man. He yeah. contacted us. <laughs> he heard we were doing fear. Yo, shit, dude, do you think? Think Mark Wahlberg works for Big Brother? Yeah, Yo, if, if Elvis can do a drug bust, he can be. <laughs> Yo, Shaq is a DEA agent. Yeah, so I, I'd, I'd, I'd believe Mark Wahlberg is like NSA or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, guys, you heard it here first. We're blowing the lid off it. Could I just say that maybe we shouldn't do that while he's in the building? Because if he's... Nah, anything... he'll hear it either way. <laughs> oh, right. True. He didn't hear us. He didn't react when I said it just now. He was doing something on his phone. Right, but if he's anything like his I think he's playing fear, Snake. And I believe he is his character in Fear. Um, we don't have the kind of house necessary to keep out Mark Wahlberg. Nope. We have one, honestly, kind of wimpy cat. 
Here's what I'll say. Mark Wahlberg appears to be uh, a humanitarian, good guy. Now, I mean, yeah. we all change and grow. Yeah, oh yes. But but listen, see, uh, since Fear, he has developed skills, which we learned about in the last episode that I was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he can put bricks back together with his hands. <laughs> if he were to destroy the house we're in, mm. he, could, he could help us rebuild it. Like at the end of Four Brothers. It's yeah. a lot like um, The end FEMA. of Four Brothers. Oh, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is like FEMA. Here we are. That's our t-shirt. Yeah. Are we five minutes in? That's a record. Yeah, that's great. So Fear. fear 1996 fear. is Fear. At this point, it's just turning into a Mark Wahlberg podcast. That's fine. I'm actually, I'd be fine with that. I would honestly, like, Mark Wahlberg is one of those people, like Nicolas Cage, like, it's when he has the option to be real weird and crazier right. yeah. with it. Um, when he tries to play real, real straight, he can't hold my attention. I mean, other people, you know, he's a popular box office draw, so other people obviously disagree with me, but I just am like, okay, it's Mark Wahlberg being like a regular dude, and that's whatever. But I like him when he's kind of a, you know, yeah. kind of a tough guy, or a wild man, which he is in this. Fear. I have I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it in quite a long time. Long, long, long. Yeah. I hadn't seen it for years, and then it came on um, Showtime or HBO yeah. or something like that, and they were playing it kind of on a loop for a couple of days, yeah, yeah. so I managed to catch it, like, every time it was on. Yeah. This is a real, like, oh, shit, that's on? Oh, what's that? You can throw it on anytime. And honestly, it's very um, segmentable. Mm-hmm. It feels yeah. like it could totally be played on TV with commercials, and you wouldn't lose, like, the rhythm. It feels right. like you could pick it up at any point if you turn on, you know, HBO and it's playing and just drop into it and be like cool i know what's going on like it's fine yeah well yeah. and conveniently if you were to watch it that way you wouldn't get any of the repeated songs they play <laughs> yeah. yeah you'd only hear that bush song once and you'd only hear wild horses there, once there are two bush songs in this but they use one of them twice <laughs> right and they use wild horses at least twice or three times i think it's three times at least Might okay. be three times and it's weird because we're going to talk about this a little bit more later but there is score yeah. in this there is soundtrack which is both diegetic and non-diegetic and uh for listeners that don't know the term diegetic because hunter gets technical sometimes it's sound that is actually happening in the action so like a song is playing on the radio and you also hear it as opposed to soundtrack which isn't actually happening in that scene yeah if that makes sense it's basically whether a song um originates in the world the movie is taking place in so But yeah, for some reason, there's both diegetic and non-diegetic, but the non-diegetic is just these two Bush songs, one of them twice, and this cover of Wild Horses by the Sundays. Um, and that's it, though. It's weird. It's so 90s. It's very 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it, I think they're sort of strange choices. And it's funny because they play Wild Horses anytime that there's like a romantic scene between yeah. Miss Witherspoon and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, our stars, our leads. Yeah. Yes. I guess we should give, give a little backstory on Fear, because we haven't done that. We're just kind of flying right into it, like yeah. everybody's seen it. Uh, it is a classic Romeo and Juliet. Honestly, it kind of does get there. Yeah. In, like, I have I have a note about that, about a line. Moral of the story is that uh, Reese Witherspoon meets Mark Wahlberg, and he's real smooth. And, they have a uh, real awkward meet-cute. Yeah, real awkward. He somehow wins her over. I know how. He's very good looking in this. Well, he is, yeah. There's... Like, Mark Wahlberg, I mean, to this day, is, like, oh, really he's... good looking. Oh, like, right. he's always in really good shape, and but, like... As, as a human yeah. being, he's good looking, but he's yeah. real cute yeah. in this because he's, he's he's real baby faced. Yeah, he's still got, he's got like he's got angular abs. Yeah, oh he's, yeah, he's, he's got that good baby face, but very chiseled look. Yeah, he looks yeah. he looks young, but like he looks right. like a young he's, handsome it's man. Literally Calvin Klein model yeah, material right there. Exactly, and he's got a real good haircut. Yeah, I was looking at this going like I like this haircut. I'm happy with my haircut right now, but like when I need a change, maybe I'll just be like, hey, you ever seen Fear? <laughs> 
Give me Mark Wahlberg's haircut and beard. They meet, and um, he wins her over, says all the right things, does all the right things, comes off as, like, the perfect... He's a smoothie, man. They kind of give you some information as to how Mm -hmm. it's in his past, but yeah. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, he's kind of going a little off the rails, getting extremely jealous. Maybe doing rails. Beating up her friends. Beating up her friends. It's a a bad boyfriend situation. Yeah, it gets gets real ugly real fast, and she kind of finds herself really stuck in the middle of this. Yep, in some serious trouble. Mm-hmm. So that's your backstory. Also, her dad might be an architect. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. They never actually say that, but he's the one who designed, designed their, their house. house. So yeah, well, and they have him at work where they're looking at like a 3D model of a. They are looking at. They are looking something. at Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, it is like it's, the polygonist graphics. It's, yeah, yeah, it's 96. How good are computers? Not very. I know, but at the same time, I'm just like that could be anything. That's what I was like. Oh, maybe he's an architect. Maybe. He's security, uh, security yeah. engineer or something. It's real because um, like their house for the '90s for 1996 is like top quality, you know, security. Oh yeah, yeah they got cameras everywhere. Notch. They're yeah. black and white, but they're not. They're that black grainy. and white, and the monitors are as like as big as a fucking microwave. Yeah. Yeah, they have, like, if anybody's ever seen the uh, Bruce Willis film Hostage from the, like, early to mid-2000s, it's a similar premise to that of, like, the house is, is, like, super fortified and whatever. It's a good movie. I like that movie. I have a soft spot in my heart for that movie. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I actually, I saw that movie on a night where I was, like, really super depressed. And my friends made me go see a movie, and they were like, it's got Bruce Willis. You love Bruce Willis. And I'm like, I like Die Hard. And also, then they drug me to see it. Liking and got Die me... Hard is not the same thing as just liking Bruce Willis. Well, Die know, Hard but... is amazing. Yeah, Die and... Hard's great. And they took me to it, and I had a really good time, and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, life sucks uh, from time to time, but, like, yeah, I got friends, and there's always a new Bruce Willis movie, and then it snowed, and I was like, oh my god, uh, I was struck by the beauty of nature, and then I, I, then I wept in the back of my friend's car while everyone was smoking cigarettes, and we're driving down the highway in the snow, and it was like, it was one of those uh, moments that really makes sense to you if you've done acid. You really had a moment. I real oh yeah. You you had one of those like um, This is not like not even a bit. Like that's no, real. You, like it's a real you moment. You had one of those like indie film Zoe De Chanel type. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. like somewhere Zach Braff it, got hard as yeah. fuck. I honestly like I had I had a like a serious like feel my place in the universe thing. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't my only one, but it was the first one that was like really meaningful and important to me. And to this day, uh, for meditation I can picture uh, I just think about snowflakes and the fractal nature of snowflakes and it helps calm me down. Wow. This is all true. All right. This is all true. I'm a magician. There's a whole lot of things about me, kids. Stay tuned. Wow. Uh, we'll get to it as the we show goes really on. We really just had a breakthrough here, Mr. Bush. Oh, no, this is like, I have this, as Mark would say, on Front Street, like, all the time. Yeah, you, you, know, you want to talk about weird existential moments and magic, I will fucking talk about I it. I would very much like to hear you and Mark talk about existentialism. Mm, I don't know if we could do that. Oh, yeah, you could. See, I don't know, because, like, there's only so many chairs in this room. <laughs> if you guys could donate to the Patreon that may or may not exist by this point in time, maybe I could buy a chair for Mark. Oh man, such an achievable goal too. It would be a shame if we didn't make that happen. Guys, make that happen. And if you were to do that, I may or may not give you honorary credits. Ooh, that's pretty good. Burgology. I paid a lot of money for that degree I don't use. Right. I'm using mine, which is unusual. It's good, it, good for you. It's not often that you get to use a degree in Wahlbergology, so I'm not really confident that any of you are going to go out into the world profiting from this. So I, but, you know what? But it'll enrich your life. That's what matters. So if you could just go ahead and donate. You know. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast. Maybe you can send an email. Maybe you have a line on a really nice chair that we get for cheap. If you'd like to just ship us a chair. Yeah, donate a chair. Actually, if we could get like a directors chair from Mark. Ooh, that would be nice. I mean, that's really what he deserves. 
It's true, and a lot of actors do want to direct. I'll, I'll say right now, if you donate a uh, director's chair with the, you know, the cloth back and the whole nine, if you have Mark's chair uh, embroidered or however they maybe screen printed you, on yeah, the back of it, uh, you, I'll have you on as a guest. Absolutely. You have to tra- travel fee is your own. But yeah, you have to pay for it. You can sleep in the living room and I'll cook you a good meal. Um, We will provide beer, pizza. You say we. I um, guess you'll be here for it then. Okay. Wait a minute. How am I not going to be She's got to meet the for? number one Walpergology uh, right, right. student. All right. right that's, like, fair. that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh, really? She didn't even want me to come back. No, know? I know. No. It's getting territorial. It's getting a little crazy over here. You know, I have I a know. feeling that when nobody's around, she's going to sit in Mark's chair. She totally is, but here's the thing. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm contributing to this. Okay. Because if okay. anybody okay. deserves a chair. Get that man a chair. We're going to get that man a chair. Get that. I get mean, Mark Wahlberg a chair.com. beautiful looking <laughs> as he is standing, someone should let the man sit. Anyway. All right. Fear. Fear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Welcome back. Got Mark Wahlberg, Reese Witherspoon, got Alyssa Milano, William yeah. Peterson. This is yeah. the father. Yes. Uh, yeah. I like William Peterson. He's a very, he's a good uh, actor to add to your repertoire of a film. And in this, he plays the father of a, uh, it's a mixed family. So we have, you know, second wife and, you know, mixed kids. Like she has kids and he's got, a, yeah. she is she, a kid she and a he has a kid. son and then he's got a teenage daughter. Yes. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Uh, and we got the son's name. Christopher Gray. Christopher Gray. And he was uh, Jimmy in an episode of The X-Files. I don't recall what episode had Jimmy, so... Yeah, who could... Oh, the one with Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. That one. <laughs> if you ever rewatch The X-Files and you see Jimmy, that's the kid that's in this movie. <laughs> Please stay tuned to the end of the episode if you're an X-Files expert, an X-File with PH, and uh, you can tell us specifically what episode it is, what season, and who Jimmy is and what he does. That would be great. You get to be part of our ever-expanding web of, you know, fans slash friends. But, you know, we saw Fear, so we're a little wary of making new friends, maybe. It depends. If you look like Mick Foley and Steven Dorff had a child boy, together... Boy, oh boy, does this guy <laughs> make my brain just fucking screech to a halt. Every time I looked at him, I'm like, it looks like Steven Dorff dressed as Mick Foley. Every single time. That was my only thought when he was on screen. Really... Like, to the point where I... Because I take notes when we watch these movies, to the point where anytime he did anything it had to be over and the next thing had to be happening that he was not involved in and then my brain went oh yeah you should write down what he did and then I would write a note like (laughs) Logan his name is Logan Logan did this or whatever half my notes uh, refer to him as Mick Foley F-A-U-X-L-E-Y alright so fear Fear. We need a we need a bell. Didn't I say this Fair. last time? Yeah. Ding ding ding. Yeah. You only need the bell when you're here and every other guest. Ding ding ding. Fear. Yeah. Yeah. So we start with William Peterson jogging through the forest, although it's kind of more like sprinting. Like he's yeah, just... he's in a full out like run. Yeah, he's full tilt. He says hi to the uh, security guard guy at the yes. base of their like housing complex or whatever. Um, because they're kind something? of it's like a development. Yeah, it's like sort a of. it's like a gated community, but it's got a shit ton of woods and stuff. And yeah, I guess everybody it's... designed their own houses. It looks or something. like it I looks like Washington State. Pretty sure it's supposed to be taking place either in or near Seattle, which uh, also very nineties. Yeah. yeah very oh 90s. yeah. They yeah. also have a dog named Kaiser. Oh my god. Oh. He's so cute. Oh, no, Kaiser's fine, everybody. He's a healthy, rambunctious dog played by a dog actor named Banner. I think he's pretty good, too. Didn't have a lot to do, but did it all pretty well. There's a lot of, like, go to this spot, go to this spot. very good at dog. Yeah. Yeah, but I've seen some movies where it's just, like, dog actors have a tendency to, like, like, child actors Mm -hmm. have a tendency to look at whoever next to the camera, and you're just like, that dog, what's that dog looking at? Oh, right, the fucking camera. And then it pulls me out of the movie. Uh, so Nicole comes downstairs. That's Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry, yes. Reese's uh, name in this is Nicole, and her dad is Steven. Uh, Laura is the stepmom. Stepmom. And her, like, stepbrother is Toby. Yeah, so uh, Nicole, Reese Witherspoon, comes downstairs and stuff, and her dad's giving her shit about her outfit like you do. Like dads do, especially yeah. in the 90s. I mean, it's it's kind of, you know, we're getting like an establishing of their, you know, she's in her tough teenage years and all yeah, that. Yeah, and... she wants to experience her womanhood. Yeah, you kind of get the dynamic of yeah. the family from that scene. It's and then very, also... yeah, it's very easy to get. Um, dad's kind of a pushover also... for the kids. He's kind of a softy. Laura wants him to be tougher, more dadly, and um, the little brother is like kind of a normal brother who's like hey give me a ride to school and steven's like no i can't i'm running late or whatever and he's like come on dad and he's like all right and then laura gives him a look and he's like you called me dad yeah it's like your first indication that it's a uh a, mixed family yeah, yeah yeah blended family blended dad. they used to be parts of families and now there's a new family yeah. made out of it's a, really a franken family integrated integrated is that what it is integrated family i don't know sure why not i don't know Doesn't yeah. Matter. yeah it's fine yeah, know what it means. we're gonna yeah. use all these terms i'm gonna stick with franken family that sounds cool and scary there dude was... i would watch franken family a movie called franken family so nicole goes to school her uh friend uh margo and also uh is it greg gary yeah. gary yeah her two friends are like you know eh, let's we're ditch gonna... school yeah. and go to this weird fucking dropout coffee shop yeah they're in high it's, school so it's a it's, it's a coffee school. shop it's like it's... a coffee shop bar but yeah. they also serve chocolate cake and like yeah. fucking open-faced tuna clubs or whatever yeah, the fuck they... gary orders yeah they go to this weird place that yeah is kind of like a coffee shop slash deli slash bar slash pool hall like it's yeah. like it's if, got a lot going on it's like if uh do you guys know the peach pit um <laughs> i don't know if this was a thing everywhere it's like a shitty cbgb's peach pit in philly there were several billiards clubs and sometimes they had uh, members only nights and sometimes they were open to the public and they were very similar it's not really a coffee shop it's not really a pool hall it's not really a bar like this establishing shot of this place is it looks like a coffee shop it's the 90s so there's like grungy kids like literally sitting like in the street whether it's a bar or like it's somewhere where kids go when they ditch school like this place is getting busted every five days but yeah every time like when they go inside it's just like okay i think it's a coffee shop and then they're like ordering like i said a weird assortment of foods like a diner all drinking beer right everybody's drinking beer and i was like that's weird and then they're like yeah gary gets like a weird sandwich and Alyssa milano orders a piece of chocolate cake yeah and i was like what what a weird <laughs> assortment of foods and then like yeah the back is all pool halls and scum buckets back there yeah so you see uh logan who Alyssa milano is like i fucking the shit out of that's mick foley yeah <laughs> foley foley after a minute of that mark Wahlberg pops around and mark Wahlberg, by comparison to all the other dudes he hangs out with is like the clean cut one like he looks put together by far. Yeah. his his clothes are nice clean and nice and look yeah. like respectable he's got a respectable haircut he's clean shaven he wears a lot of polos he yeah. wears a belt with his jeans yeah. yeah he's boyish yeah um and they all they all look like straight up scum buckets yeah, yeah they all look like they have a drug problem for yeah sure they all look like they have lice yeah they look like they've just been released from prison <laughs> And, yeah. like, haven't made it home to shower yet. <laughs> Whereas uh, Mark Wahlberg looks like he just got out of the military. Yeah, or Mark, something. Yeah. Mark yeah. Wahlberg looks like you know. he's going to steal your daughter and your wife, which he tries to do. Yeah. Basically, yeah. 
Yeah. He's got a real all-American boy look. Yeah. yeah. But he's also somehow managing to play off the bad boy thing at the same time, which is not an easy thing to do. No, no. it's writing a line. Yeah. yeah. No, it's very hard for me to maintain that um, at all times. In a, in a few scenes... <laughs> struggle's real, Hunter. In a few scenes, real. he reminded me of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's how you get so many abs, is just struggling with walk that fine line, that tightrope. Yeah. Tightrope between these two worlds. Really it's really all core! Tightrope is all core, if you don't. But yeah, so uh, Mark Wahlberg kind of like steps out and you see Nicole prick up at that. She's like, ooh. And yeah. they both look at each other and go like, that other person is hot. So then we cut to Turner Dad, right, in the car? Um, this scene, okay, this has a line of dialogue in it that makes me want to strangle her. Well, so it's I mean, the teenagiest goddamn thing that's in this whole movie, which is saying something. So they're talking about going to a James Taylor concert. Which also, who's gonna be mad about going to a James Taylor concert? Come on. She, her, she's a prickly I, teen. She's prickly <laughs> at this James Taylor concert idea. Dad's gonna take them all, the whole family, to a James Taylor concert, and she says, "I've already been to one." He's like, "No, you haven't." Uh, she's like, "Yeah, in '86." He's like, "You would have been." Uh, was she's and she was like yeah six years old he's like how do you remember that and she says there's nothing that ever happened or didn't happen for that matter that i don't remember and i was like Man, shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> okay. such pretentious teenage this that, oh. that is pretty teenage mm. mark Wahlberg mm. also has a line later though that's also very teenage all right we might have uh, listeners vote Okay. What's the more annoying teenagey fucking line? Yeah, that's yeah. Good. But yeah, so he tells her that it takes longer to sort through 40 years of data than 16, and she goes, maybe you should upgrade to a faster chip. Ugh, which, yes. which is awful. Yeah. He's like, ha 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 ha, sometimes you're very funny. Ha 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 ha, William Peterson. Oh my god. So, f- fear. <laughs> <laughs> we are like eight minutes into this movie. You know what? The movie moves really quick, and there's really not yeah, a whole lot of It's very, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Rapid fire? Yeah, there's a word for it. Doesn't matter. So. Nicole and Margot go to, like, a rave Yeah, or Dad something? can't make the concert because he gets a call from someone named Eddie. Yeah, yeah. he has to work. I kept uh, imagining it was the dog from Frasier, which makes this movie really funny and weird. Yeah, so he can't make the concert, so the concert's off. So, yeah. Nicole and Margot? Yes. Margo, yeah. Margo. So they go to a rave. She sees Logan and immediately goes goes over to dance up on that. Oh my god, she's all... She's all, hell yeah! She has yeah. she has daddy issues. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's... This whole movie she is seeking like yeah. approval through sex yeah. and it's, yeah. it's upsetting. That guy looks like Mick Foley and unless it's actually Mick Foley, <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, that's the other thing is all the hair makes him look so much older than everybody. He looks so everybody. much older than her, which yeah. makes it so He looks good. older than most of this cast yeah. sans William Peterson. He looks older than Laura, though. Yeah. The actress in Laura. It's true. Stepmom Laura. David, Mark Wahlberg, and um, um, Nicole have their meet cute, which is so goddamn awkward. It's very awkward. It's just like, and it's one of those things where uh, if you've ever been to anything like a rave, including just like a standard indoor concert, there's no way they have this conversation at the volume they no, have it. No, no It's way. just like, hey, you're not dancing. And she's like, no, you're not either. He's like, nobody asked me to dance. And then she's like, hey, you're kind of cute. But then, uh, acting as much like Mick Foley as humanly possible, Mick Foley headbutts a guy. Yeah, <laughs> 
Well, I think that's that the police are starting to raid it or something. Yeah, well, or see, there's I a fight, or I don't even that's know the thing. what's I going on. I didn't get that it was cops. I thought it was, like, a fight breaking out on yeah. the dance floor. But then fucking cops show up real fast with yeah. a helicopter, which yeah. is what we would call huge escalation. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't think that's realistic, because I don't think they would give you a helicopter to break up a rave. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's pointlessly dramatic. Yeah, so uh, Nicole and David flee up to the roof to get away from the pandemonium that has broken out and then down a fire escape she's like I, I'm, I'm so scared i can't possibly climb he's like just jump down i'll catch you and she's like i don't know and then she does and he catches her and it's fine but then it's like they're like five flights up they have to do this yeah. five more times right also she's not that far away from the ground no and it's taking so goddamn long they will a hundred percent be arrested if yeah. there's a helicopter there and at one point the, the helicopter searchlight is on them like they are a like known quantity yeah. yeah they're a known quantity to the police like they're a hundred percent not getting away right. with how long it takes her to overcome her fear oh. on this uh, on this goddamn fire. I was, I was actually almost kind of wondering if that was supposed to be a fake out. Fake out? What do you mean? Oh, that you're like, oh, fear is about her, like, fear of heights. Or whatever. <laughs> oh my god. They're yeah, making a fear of heights is, movie. That is not what this movie is about, you guys. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg plays the young man who helps Reese Witherspoon overcome her fear of heights. You could do it. Just jump. <laughs> But yeah, so they get away and are driving off in Mark Wahlberg's car, which I don't know what it is. No, but she says, isn't this, is this, is it at this point? Yeah, yeah. she says, isn't this the car that Isn't this explodes? that car that, like, explodes or whatever? And he's like, yeah, I guess that's why I got her so cheap. And we all laughed because we were like, ha ha the 90s, when there was only that one car <laughs> that fucking might explode. They, they're uh, parked by like a lake or something and yeah, like a, it's, it's a scenic other. overlook yeah. and it's, it's cute it's romantic and like yeah you drive that car even if it might explode at any moment honestly that's only gonna fire her up more it's yeah. dangerous yeah she's into that yeah cause yeah. He, again he looks safe but he's a bad boy it's kind of her thing to be fair it's kind of my thing too fair yeah I always tend to go for nice weirdos in yeah. high school um. <laughs> I can't talk about that well, the bell's delayed. I was trying to bell him, but yeah. it takes a second to load. Uh, I never really went for bad boys. I went for nice weirdos. I was always the bad one of any of my relationships. But you are also a nice weirdo. I don't know. You're kind of almost like of the three of us. You're the most Mark Wahlberg because you're very clean cut looking. But at the same time, the car might explode. <laughs> Tina's car is regular maintenance. It does, but I am also a baby driver. You are a baby driver. I don't know what I am. You get to be Mark Wahlberg from Fear. You get to be Baby Driver. I want to be. I want to be Baymax. Oh, I'm so cute. <laughs> he's huggable. Guy. But yeah, so he's, then, he's asking her about her life and yeah. stuff, and she's telling him about it's her cute. family. Yeah. If you don't know what this movie is, if you're one of these people who theoretically exist, but I can't imagine are real, that just go into a movie for no reason, not knowing what it is, this just seems like a dating movie. Except yeah. that it's called Fear. Right. That's what I mean. Like, the title has come up, and, and it says Fear. And it's rated R. I know. I don't... <laughs> was it rated R? I thought it was going to be 13, but apparently it's rated R. Oh, wow. It's pretty tame for an R. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then... I mean, there's a couple moments well, of, like... Like, sexual content, violent content, where I get it, but all in all, I feel yeah. like if you're going to be R, you could have pushed it. Yeah, well, yeah. Tina and I were talking, and I'm like, yeah, they don't really show any drugs, question mark? I they think it's do. Um, he smokes crack or meth or something. It's it's yeah, okay. the, the meth yeah, yeah, party yeah. later. But, like, it's but, once. It happened so yeah. late in the movie that I was like, and, oh, are they smoking crack? Like, and then there I just thought they were scumbags. And then there is a motherfucker that they cut off before the fucker part happens. Yeah, he does say let me in the fucking house. You get yes. one, though. 
That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Is like I thought they were pushing for 13, not R. Yeah, and fair point. Maybe they were tr- still trying to get 13, but the couple couple the, of things that roller... happened during the climax are a little too far. Yeah, there yeah. are a couple of the climaxes. So okay, he's like, yeah, uh, I like you, and you like me, and I'm hot and not dangerous at all, but just a little bit dangerous. She's like, yeah, I gotta go home, though. My curfew's here. And so he fucking reaches over and slides his thumb across the dial on her watch and resets it back, like, a half hour or something. Yeah. So we got all the time in the world. Then he proceeds to eat her face, man. It is, like, <laughs> yeah. it is horny teenage kissing. He starts, like, he kisses her on the cheek, but he kisses her on the cheek like well, he is it's... making out with her, like, mouth. Yeah, it's... Like, it's, it's a very sloppy opening his whole mouth, like, om nom nom well, nom nom Pac-Man kiss. Yeah, yeah it's... Which it's... all but forces her to turn her mouth into it just to stop that weird sensation from happening. It's lippy, like, when you see a horse trying to eat an apple. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's... Yeah. Also, female and possibly male listeners, you've probably been kissed like that. You know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's... Mm. Yeah, lippy it's, is the best. It's it is all... lippy, but it's also... It's one of those kisses that everybody has had at some point in their life that they will never forget. You can see the tongue coming towards you before <laughs> they get there. Yeah. It's like the tongue has already escaped the mouth before it gets to your face. It's Ugh. one of those kisses. And it's on her fucking cheek. Oh, it's... Yep, yeah, it makes me a little upset. And one I one time that... accidentally licked uh, the inside of a girl's ear because she turned her head. <laughs> in a weird way uh, she was not into that and uh, I neither was, were you I'm yeah, sure I mean not especially like I'm, I'm, I'm GGG if she's like lick my ear I'm like I'll give it a shot yeah no I was like oh that was surprising and she was like ah, yeah, stop it what we all know that a man that looks like that can kiss better than that you would hope but that's not always true Shh. I hate to burst your bubble but that's to be not fair, I've seen I don't him, know why you're still talking to this be is... fair I've seen him kiss in other movies <laughs> He does not do that. Yeah. That yeah. was a choice I'm, he made for the character of David. He was like, you know, I bet David doesn't know how to kiss for shit. I'm right, not... well, because he's a teenager, and he's also yeah. horny as fuck and crazy as all hell. Uh, I once read a, a, an erotic short, like, fiction thing that said, like, and they kiss so hard, their teeth clapped mm. together. And I was like, that's mm. not erotic. That's one of those nails on a chalkboard things. It really is. Yeah. It really upsets me. I don't like when teeth So clap. Nicole finally gets her annoying teenage ass home. Laura's Step up Mom waiting. Laura. Yeah, stepmom Laura's up waiting for her, and she is not happy about this. There's a thing in this, it's just a minor quibble with me, but it um, happens a lot of movies where somebody is working by laptop light and reading but like there's no other lights on she's part bat maybe that's why your kid's so great he's quarter bat he becomes like quarter sociopath he might be batman the other movie. He might he's be. quarter batman at this point yeah if anybody's gonna become batman oh yeah it's toby it's toby yeah toby's batman for sure but yes laura you know well yeah she's like i've been waiting up for you for two hours and you know super pissed at you yeah, what did she blah, say blah. she says her watch stopped. Her watch broke yeah. yeah she's saying my watch broke she's shitty about it in a teenage way where she's like how would i even know it was broken unless i was, I was at checking at it every yeah. yeah every few minutes and it's not my fault and stuff and laura's just like i'm angry go upstairs and then yeah you know wash that makeup off your face you look like a slut which really the sluttiest part yeah. of her entire getup is not the makeup oh yeah and no. listen we're not slut shaming i don't give a no, shit how no. this with been dressed no. then or now i no. don't care but for the purposes of this film and and critical analysis of it when she's walking up those stairs you could totally see her panties yeah right. it's like, a 90s i wasn't even trying to look either <clears throat> no, it wasn't it's even very obvious it's, yeah it's the 90s 
90s. She's a teenage girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very... A teenage oops, girl. I did it again. Love, so, love, yeah. Little skirt yeah, length. Yeah, yeah. So it's all mini skirts and midriff bearing tops. Yeah. Doing Weird midriff, long sleeve sweaters. <laughs> yep. Also, her midriff is so high that it almost looks like if a gentle wind were to blow the right direction, it would just take it right over her breast. She's wearing very little clothing. A lot of sleeves. Yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah. the 90s loved sleeves. Yeah. But the yeah. 90s was big on arm fabric. Yeah, but for whatever reason, Laura's dialogue has her calling her out on her makeup. And here's the thing. <laughs> just from a filmmaking thing, like, it, I didn't notice her makeup before that. I didn't think it looked, like, no. bad or tacky or mm-hmm. slutty. Or, or overdone or right. anything. Yeah. But was... also, there's no shot <laughs> of her face. Like, not even a reaction to Laura saying that. And I right. feel like, as a director, you'd want to put, like, have her react to this. But it's just, like, her walking away up the stairs. Because at some point, Stephen addresses this with Laura. Yes. And Laura says she was wearing like two gallons of makeup on her face. Right, but at no point did we ever see Notice that. Notice it, no. Yeah. And, and their meet cute look... is all, like, one shot. It's all her yeah. face, his face, her and face, his face. And I didn't notice it. She definitely had makeup on. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't appear to be any more makeup than she wears the rest of the movie. No. Yep. It's a real weird call, like, yeah. that nobody thought of to do that, like... Yeah, just put on. Okay, give, give her, her I like don't a know, ton of eyeliner or, or lip something. liner or yeah. something or a real crummy lipstick. Yeah, the Listen, lip liner is, thing was a thing in the yeah, nineties. Like yeah, perfect timing. Yeah, for that. like yeah, the black lip liner <clears throat> look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey kids, you know what will really turn uh, the fellas and I don't know maybe the ladies on? Make your mouth look like a butt. <laughs> that was a weird look. It was like I'm gonna paint my lips and do my lip makeup to make it look as much like a butthole as possible. Like brown lip line, brown lipstick and brown lip liner were at their peak from yeah. like the late '90s into the early 2000s. Yeah, I mean that was a big thing, but also pretty sure there was a whole the... line just called chocolate starfish. Yeah, probably <laughs> caramel daisy. Caramel daisy. Oh boy. That eyeliner as lip liner look with yeah. the bright red lipstick in the middle. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a big thing, you know? Cartoon yeah. lips. Yeah. yeah. Weird. I, I used to do a lot of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of my friends did the weird, very, I don't know, like aggressive makeup. Mm. Yeah. And, like, if she had any of that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, that's it. But her makeup's actually, like, kind of tame. Yeah, it is. There is one unsung hero <laughs> of this. I don't know who it is, but maybe somebody who works on the production will hear this and will tell us who wrote all the notes in this movie, because there are like three notes, four <laughs> notes, and they're clearly all written in the exact same handwriting. And it's lovely. And on the same paper and shit, and yeah. it's baffling to me. Yeah. As soon as you pointed it out, I was like, that's absolutely right. And then there are two more notes, and I was like, I it's exactly the same. Yeah, they had the same person write all the notes. All the notes. And it doesn't matter what character wrote these notes, they're all the same handwriting. Yeah, all of them. Uh, David's note is exactly the same as Nicole's note. Is the There's exact same as like somebody else wrote a note. Who yeah, I don't know, dad or somebody. Somebody else wrote a note. It's exactly the same handwriting. It's noticeable too. It's not like no, a nondescript font. It's, it's very a like very specific, girly, swirly. Yeah, it's very like bubbly. airy letters. Yeah, and it's it's noticeable. And as soon as you pointed it out, I was like, yeah, this is the same fucking font. Because <laughs> it's very strange that David would write that way, following his personality and the right. way he looks. I mean, it just it's and very what feminine this, handwriting. Yeah, what this movie like says about him and everything. Right. Like it's weird that he'd be like, yeah, oh yeah, bro. I, yeah, I drew, I point. wrote this with a glitter pen. <laughs> exactly, it's totally gel pen on a black piece of paper handwriting. Yeah, it's um, got a, a purple fucking feather on the back of it, right. or like a troll. Oh, <laughs> it's got a troll in real hair. Got a troll. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because you made a point that I hadn't thought about when he later on at some point carves Nicole's name into his chest, yeah. along with. 
forever. Four, number four, number four and EVA. Ever, which is funny because one, the letter that he left her, the note he left in her locker, is not only a very different handwriting, but it's also very well spelled. I mean, everything is grammatically correct for right. the most part. It would kind of be sweet if he was a bad speller. Right, and I kind of would anticipate that, to be Although, honest I mean, with you. That, that might just be like a, a put-on. Whenever yeah. you're doing like, so-and-so was here, me and my friends, it was always W-U-Z. Yeah, it totally It's not that be. we don't know how to spell was. Yeah, it's true. That, it's that that's how you write that. Right, well, but that's you know? what I mean. Everything would be written that way. I mean, I feel like reading a note from David... If it all said shit like that. Right, it should all be like that, but it also, like... Hey, girl, with a, a U. Yeah, it should look a little bit like like a Prince discography. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything has, like, a number... Nothing compares number two letter U. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I feel yeah. like it all should look like that, and it doesn't. It should just have been Prince song titles. Yeah. Mm. Nicole, Little Red Corvette. <laughs> Nothing compares to you, Raspberry Beret, David. (laughs) (laughs) I would love it. Me too. I heard your parents were out of town. Let's party like it's 1999. Holy shit. If all of his dialogue was print songs, (laughs) fucking great. Greatest movie ever. Oh, we should redo this. I totally would. I'll cast Mark Wahlberg as the dad and be like, listen, you were already in this movie as David. Now you're going to be in it as, as William Pearson. That'd be fucking, it's going to be dope. And he's, he would probably really enjoy it. After their cute little date, she gets yelled at by Laura. Then we play Bush's song, Come Down. And there's a little dating montage. Yeah. It's short. Yeah. It looks like they went on like two or three dates. And then she was like, this is getting real serious because you're touching my waistband and whatnot at the fair uh, yes. kind of jazz. And she's like, you gotta, you gotta meet my family um and this is honestly like i mean like i like the climax of the film and i think this is my favorite scene it's great he's phenomenal he's, oh yeah he charms okay. the pants off it's, everybody it's twofold yeah. because this is the scene where his accent is heaviest very yeah. heavy earlier in the film he almost has none yeah. like it's very it's in and out well he's a little more like whispery and stuff but so. it's very like it's less noticeable and in yeah. this scene it's way more noticeable but he's Mark Wahlberg is so fucking charming in the scene. It's great. Yes, he's perfect. Yeah, he's sweet to the mom. He's sweet to the dad. He knows who everybody is. Yeah, you know, he the charms dog likes everyone. Him. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 super charming. He's like he's you know respectful to the dad and whatever, whatever, whatever. And the dog likes him. And he talks to what's the little brother's name? Toby. Toby yeah. he talks to Toby, and um, that's when Laura comes out and she's like, "Uh, Steve, you're supposed to help me with these bushes or whatever." And he's like, "I'm I'm busy." And she's like, "Well, whatever." And no, Mark actually. It's Nicole yeah. supposed oh, it to, Nicole? Yeah, part okay. of her punishment is doing uh, yard work and... Oh, right, uh, for being late. Yeah, right. and kitchen duty for being late. Yeah, so uh, Mark Wahlberg, David, says, like, oh, I used to work in a nursery, I'll help you plant this shit, whatever, it'd be great. And then, because um, Toby's like, I like this guy. Toby's like, oh, can I help too? And he's like, couldn't do without you, partner. Yeah. Which is so fucking, like, cute. It it's is. like It's, like, adorable. It's, he literally is the person you want to meet your family. Oh, yeah. Home. Yeah, it's great. You're just like, he couldn't have done it better. So, yeah, uh, Nicole and Margot and David and maybe other people are going to, like, a fairground thing tonight and stuff. Margot's, like, kind of teasing Steve. 
in a sexual the dad. way. Yeah. Get to, we got like to see uh, over in front of him. Yeah, we got stuff. to see Alyssa Milano's like underbutt. Yeah. yeah. What's real awkward about that scene? I was talking to Allison about this before we started. Is like he really leans in to look. He he. It's like fucking Wayne's World. Like he yeah. practically goes like adi 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 adi. Yeah. He does the like gr- the mask jaw drop thing. Yeah. His tongue rolls out. Yeah. And it's like, dude, a it's gross no matter what. It's your daughter's friend and whatever. Yeah, but like, also, it's like he's trying to get some American Beauty shit. Yeah, yeah. But also, dude, like, there's another human being in the room. And yeah. You know that, and it's your daughter's boyfriend. Right. Like, yeah. do you really want yeah. that behavior? Do you, you really want? There? You really want to give your daughter's boyfriend the knowledge that you're ogling the shit out of her best friend's ass, whether or not and, she was doing it intentionally? Like, right. She clearly was trying to get him to look. Yerp. And you know, I get it. The and thing- that's part of her character. Honestly, like, her character is really interesting in the movie because it's pretty well developed with very little screen time. Yeah. Just through her actions and, like, kind of being able to read, you know, her intents and things is weird. Well, and you don't get any backstory on her, but you know she's got major daddy issues. Uh-huh. There's an implication that Margot's in a single-family household. We don't really know what happened to her dad if it's Yeah, this whole movie is about, like, whatever. it's like, ooh, it's an analysis of divorce. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody in it is, like, like even when, sh- uh, yeah. when Nicole was talking to David about his, his, his life, his backstory, whatever, um, she's like, oh, your parents are still together? And she says it like, wow, what? Um, and he's like, yeah. He says they're weird. And he says, like, oh, they never fight over anything more serious than, like, coffee or tea or something. Yeah. But that's it. And it's all bullshit. Yeah. We find out later. Yeah, but... he, he's lying out of his ass about his backstory. But my favorite thing about this scene, this is the Margot kind of trying to seduce Steve scene with David in the room, is that um, Nicole yells from the other room, like, oh, I'm going to go to the kitchen and get a, a drink. Do you want, you know, I'll be right back. <laughs> David just like, hey, Nicole, get me a Coke. And Steve fucking <laughs> stares daggers at him, like, yeah. don't you tell my daughter to get you something? Yeah, I was... For no reason. I was like, that's not even... Like, I was like, was he trying to imply, like, oh, that was rude, or don't yeah. tell my daughter I, what to do? I was yeah. a little surprised at that, because that But then he immediately like... ogles... I know. Right? <laughs> all on his ass. But yeah, that seemed like a, a too intense of a response. It was weird. It seemed, it seemed like a weird drop thread of something. Yeah. Well, I got the well, impression that he didn't like it because it sounded controlling or demanding. Right. Yeah. But it was I a mean, weird call. So actually, yeah. yeah, I think he just says, get me a Coke. So it's not like, please or yeah, no, you yeah, no. or anything. It's a demand. Yeah. There's no, there's no please. There's no would you. There's no, it's it's like, get me a Coke. But he doesn't say it like a dick. He just says no. it like, you talking to one of your friends. Yeah. Give me a Coke. I personally think that, like, if a guy said that, the guy that I was dating said that in front of my dad, my dad would shoot him a look. Yeah, okay. Because it's kind of like, you don't tell my daughter what to do yeah. like that. Like, you're demanding that my daughter serve you kind yeah. of a thing. I think it's weird they hone in on it, though. In the yeah. movie. Yeah, because it doesn't really go anywhere. No. And, like, also, and, like, well, I think the movie's trying to play it like David's not a bad guy. Like, we didn't see the trailer for this. Like, we don't know anything right. that's coming. And, like, it's just supposed to be building tension. Yeah, because But, I, like, it's real ineffective and, like, it doesn't go anywhere. And also, if you really want to make him, like, look like a dick, just have him say something that's a, just, like, a hair meme. Right, Like, yeah. it's real, like... I think fairly early on they make it so that, like, you know, Steven's, like, anti-Dave and everybody else yeah. is pro-Dave yeah. and you know yeah I don't think that's I mean like I agree yeah. with you I think that's what they're trying to do I don't yeah. think they effectively really do it right. they don't make it like you kind of want this movie to make it like Steven's nuts yeah. Like, he's the only one that doesn't like David. Right. You know? But, like, that doesn't happen. Like, you, by the time anything really happens, like, you're already not trusting David. You right. know? Like, yeah. at right. no point does he really see... Like, he's friends with those scumbags. Like, you yeah. know he's a bad dude. You know he can't be trusted. It's, 
So maybe it's that I just knew what was coming and stuff. So Allison, this was the fir- your first time seeing this. How did the, all that read to you? Like, up oh to this no, point? yeah, I thought I thought that uh, I thought that he was very pleased with David in the beginning and everything. Like, like, like when, their when meeting he, scene. yeah, when he's first meeting and okay. he's offering to help with the yard work and stuff. And then yeah, the coke thing seemed to come out of nowhere. Where I was just like, yeah, that was maybe a little rude, but that you know, yeah, you're giving him a really dirty look, dude. And I, yeah. yeah, I kind of thought like maybe that scene should have had just like a line of dialogue, like, hey, don't talk to my daughter like that. Yeah. Like something. Yeah. Because it seemed like there was set up but no payoff for yeah. any of it. And I mean, he does talk to him about how, like, you know, you know, let me talk to you for a minute. Yeah, like, her, her curfew's her midnight yeah. is midnight, not five after. Which also, I think they made it sound like she was much later than that. No, I think or that maybe was. He's, that's I think it's like him, a dad line. Yeah, that's him like underscoring. It's midnight. It's not twelve oh one. Yeah. It's not right. You know. Yeah. I, and it's funny because at that moment where he says, "I need to talk to you," I got the impression that he was going to talk to him about the coke line. Okay. Mm. You know, and like he doesn't ever do that, but it, yeah. it happens right after. I can see that. Yeah, it's pretty much right after. Yeah. Where he like not necessarily but also focus on so that. So I but like I just real I, quick want to say after between that and when what's her name again? Sorry, Margo. Margo. Margo and Nicole leave, and he uh, Stephen says like, "Oh, David, let me talk to you." David's actually like really nice to Nicole, like sweet to her. He's yeah. like he's like, "Hey, you know, he's like get your stuff together because like we want to get there before it gets too dark, and like we gotta go soon." Like it's very like right. understanding. It's not like come on, get your shit. You know, right, like. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, if you want to lean into, like, maybe he's not the best dude territory, it could be that, which is, like, a thing where you'd be like, oh, it's kind of shitty, but it's an understandable, like, come on, come on, come on, like, thing, like, oh, women are always taking so long getting ready, like, yeah. it's the 90s, like, that was right. fucking prime fodder for that. But he's actually really sweet to her and very nice and respectful, and yeah, I just thought that was, yeah. I yeah. think they try to teeter the line of him, of Stephen, believing that David is not as good a guy as he lets on, but, like, doesn't have the proof to back it up. Well, it's interesting. So the other thing is that um, Laura is much more pissed off about Nicole being late than right. Steve is. But Stephen's a pushover. Yeah, but, I mean, like, that's the thing, is he's, like, talking to um, David about it and stuff like that, and he's like, you know, you have to bring her home on time. It's, like, he he could have a reason to be mad at him him already because of all that happening but like yeah we already saw him being totally cool about it so it kind of makes it weird well i think that goes with his pushover thing though he doesn't want to believe it was his daughter that was late he's believing that david's the influence oh okay Okay. where he's like i could see that that's why he's correct the behavior (laughs) with him where he's like my daughter's curfew is midnight not 1205 he's not saying that to her he's saying that to him Him, yeah yeah but then going on um mark Wahlberg uses his one special skill which is adjusting clocks one special special skill that can only work in 1996 you cannot do that shit i would argue it didn't it shouldn't have worked then because uh steven's office has a fucking computer in it i've never seen a computer that didn't have a clock built into it he's also wearing a watch at the time and at some point in time he takes his watch off because you see him pick it up off the table and realize right next to his computer that definitely has a clock somewhere in the display windows 95 had a clock guys this was 1996 so (laughs) You had a clock, Steve. We were still four years out from Y2K, so all that shit should have been in good working yeah, order. because as we know in Y2K, all clocks died. R.I.P. clocks. R.I.P. clocks. R.I.P. time. R.I.P. time. Hey, we're partying like it's 1999. Yeah, because that's when all the clocks stopped, so I don't know what year it is now. Oh, God. I How old am I? I don't know. I'm 1999. Jesus. I want to be 69 forever. It's the sexiest age. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, carrying on. So yeah, Dang. so Mark Rollberg, uh, David, Ruffleberg. like resets his clock back a half hour. Is that is what he's been doing? Yeah, he's half just hours? fucking he's half like, hours. He's a time bandit. Yeah, it's good shit. This is like this is Gotham. We watch uh, we watch Batman get created at the end of this movie. Toby yeah. becomes Batman, and then yeah, and 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 he and he takes out a very dumb criminal with a stupid gimmick. David, whatever, Mark Wahlberg, the time bandit who steals a half an hour at a time. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, Apparently, so that's his move. It's kind of his thing, yeah. Riff sets the father's clock. They all fuck off. Laura's pissed again because Nicole was supposed to take out the trash and did not. She fucking drops the trash in Stephen's office. Yeah. yeah. That made me laugh. Things are a little tense between our yeah. uh, mom and dad. But then we get a cover of Wild Horses. Yeah. By, by the Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon ride the most popular attraction in town in that time. The Finger Blaster. <laughs> it was a roller coaster where you absolutely had to finger Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. Step right up, step right up. Get your tickets, boys and girls. Grab your boys and girls and get online because we're going to ride the Finger Blaster. Ooh, yeah. How many knuckles deep can you get? Oh, oh wow. Okay, so, Gross. like, I have a lot to say about that because apparently the roller coaster featured in this movie is called The Coaster and it's in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. Right, oh, wow, really? Oh, yeah. that is very lackluster, but I'd like coaster. to visit Yeah, The Coaster. coaster. Um, hey, man, there's, a, there's an awesome well, similar design roller coaster upstate PA called the Phoenix. It's where uh, my family goes for their family reunion. My dad's side of the family, family reunion. It's a great old wooden coaster, and it, every time you're on it, it rickets and rocks around like yeah. you're gonna die. It's really scary and great. Okay, so oh, yeah, wooden would... coasters are terrifying. Nobles Grove, or Knobles, as people say. Mm, yeah, Knobles. Yeah. So, alright, so I would like to say that um, I don't really know... Cool, I'd just like to add, I've never been fingered by my right. family on that roller coaster. I just want to throw that out there. Thanks for throwing that in. Never um, happened. I don't, I don't really know logistically how well that would work finger on a roller coaster yeah but i well, have especially always... not modern coasters because a lot of that shit's like steel where you're in full body right. things so there's a lot happening there like an old he's school... reaching around the the bar uh, the bar yeah is he reaching around the bar, he's yeah. around I, thought the bar. His, I thought his hand was like under the bar maybe under the bar it, it might doesn't be, matter the bar's i thought his finger and hand was under the bar his, his hand is t- t- twisted in a really strange yeah, way yeah it's a weird there's no real proof that she actually has an orgasm on this coaster. Oh, so yeah, she's inexperienced, so she's just like, I don't know, maybe that was an orgasm. I'm right, no she enjoyed herself, but there was no. Oh man, she's even messed up after this movie. Like really, like you know, Alyssa right, Milano gives only... her the whole like, you always remember your first thing. It's like, yeah, my first then really fucking tried to kill my whole family. Yeah. It's a mess. Like she, That's what her I mean. and Toby are just a mess. Yeah, and now she can't ever get off unless she's on a roller coaster. Or oh yeah, it's the opposite. She's like terrified of roller coasters. But, like, yeah, she's so goddamn afraid of heights at the rave, but she's like, oh, roller coasters, fuck yeah. She wasn't getting well, fingered at the like, rave. Right, that's what it is. She but needed like, a finger. Teenage girls will apparently, but you like, know, put their fears aside to get fingered by Mark Wahlberg, which I understand. It's it's not like they're, you know, it's You're not right. it's not like she's, it's not like they have a thing where she's like, I don't want to go That was the deleted special episode for Fear Factor. Like, it was like, what are you afraid of? Well, I don't like spiders. Would you lay in this coffin full of spiders if you got fingered by Mark Wahlberg? And they're like, Yes. And yeah. that's why it never aired, because everybody overcame their fears real fast, because Mark Wahlberg's like, all right, we got to do this real fast. I got stuff to do. <laughs> the touch. The feel of Wahlberg. Oh, my God. The fruitiest hands alive. <laughs> Fuck. Uh... So, so after 
after Reese gets off on the roller coaster and then Reese mm. and Mark get off, off the roller, of the roller coaster. coaster. Yes. Hi-yo. Uh-huh. Scruffy guy Logan is pointing at Yeah, them. he's pointing at her like he's or, fucking calling her out for the title belt. Yeah, yeah I don't... <laughs> Mick Foley. Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wants a shot at the fucking title, which apparently Reese has. Yeah, I well, didn't understand what was up with that. Yeah, I didn't get that either. I kind of got just... the impression he knew what just happened. But, like... Okay. But I don't know how. Yeah, it's weird. Is he an expert at fingered face? Like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean... God. Yeah. Is it right after that that uh, Steve and Laura are like, oh, we're going on vacation? Yeah, they go yeah. on vacation to try and fucking fix their marriage. It's not going great. And she's well, like... It, it seemed like that worked. I guess it did. Yeah. She's not being objectively mad at him the whole time, which is cool. But he's like, uh, Steve tells the kids, I don't want anyone in the house, you know, except for like Margot. And, you know, uh, there's pizza money and we'll be back in a couple days and don't let anybody in. And uh, it's cool. And he leaves and wasting no yeah. time. Of course, as you can probably anticipate, Nicole immediately calls David. And she's like, you should come over. And he's like, well, I'm doing something with my fucking scummy ass pals. We're driving around listening to some awful song. And he's in the car. He's like, I gotta help my friends do something, but maybe I'll come by when it's over. Also, it looked like he had a dog in his lap. They yeah, never show like you because he was like it petting weird. something. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even notice that. It's yeah, weird. you can see its ears. I think. In like a close up. Because he's in a weird know. shot. It's a weirdly like designed shot. And then they say at some point later that we're here about a dog. And I'm like, yeah. I thought this was drugs. But oh, yeah. They seem like they actually they have never... a dog. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't connect that dog yeah. to the... I thought the dog was just code. I have yeah. no idea. They never actually say what or who the dog is. It could be code. It Let's talk be... about that real quick. Just that part is that, like, people knock on the door. Yeah, they're doing something some... weird in their house. Yeah. And it's not clear at all Well, some, what. some weird looking, like... He kind of looked like Lucas Haas answers the door. And mm. they're like... Well, they, they say through the people, we're here about the dog. Is like, this look like a kennel man? And then he opens the door. He's like, oh, I'm just fucking with you. Come on in. And then that guy goes and tells Logan, they're here about the dog. And that's all we get. Because then he goes upstairs and he asks Mark Wolver, like, what are you doing? And Mark Wolver's just laying there. Yeah, I didn't connect yeah, that dog to the dog. That's weird. Yeah, because I don't think that, I mean, unless you're like, I don't know, training exotic animals, except nobody looked like they were like old or Dude, crazy enough to afford that shit. It would be so cool if that was like a deleted subplot in this movie that like that was because like okay so minor spoilers later we see um logan smoking crack or, or possibly I think, meth i think we mentioned this already it's, yeah. it's something in a pipe yeah. that yeah. doesn't look good yeah it's no. drugs and it's in a pipe and whatever pipe. you know but it'd be so much more interesting if instead of drugs it was like exotic animal smuggling that would be fucking wild yeah, yeah. But i feel like that at that point becomes its own movie yeah, yeah but that would just flesh this out so much would it? Kind of, yeah. Like, if their whole... They had a whole subplot. Because basically, this whole movie, everybody but David is hanging around waiting to get pissed off. Because they're not really doing anything. They're always just hanging around waiting to start a fight. Yeah. It'd be so much more interesting if their subplot was we deal in exotic animals, and then they get real pissed off and they fucking want some vengeance. But we'll get there. When we get there, I will <laughs> I will try to bring this back up when we get to this spot. But also, I feel like, minor spoilers for the end of the film, that there is an added shot, possibly after... Uh, test audience. Test audience screening, like... Yeah, we'll get to those things. Yeah, this is a theory. This is not... I have done no research on this. So, she said... Uh, Nicole tells David, just come over. And he says, like, oh, I'll come over when we're done. She's like, yeah, it's one, four, three, two. I might just be asleep already, so you can just come on in and... 
I'll be waiting for you. Yep. So he he comes in. He looks in her jewelry box, which is not a euphemism. There's yeah. a bracelet in there that says "Daddy's Girl." Um, yeah. And he, he shows up and she is asleep. Yeah, she's passed so out. He's, he's kind of going around. through her room. And then he wakes her up and he's naked, I guess. Kisses her. He takes her stuff off and then they get down to it. Later we see a condom wrapper, but as Tina pointed out. I guess he just had that ready. It was already on when he woke yeah. her up because there's no point does he either A, produce a condom, B, have anywhere from which to produce a condom, or C, stop forward motion at all. Yeah, The which, rapper is on the other side of the bed from where they were. Which I get. When I put a condom on, I like to fling across the room like gambit. Like a sexy gambit. Like, <laughs> oh, mon ami, yeah. we're going to have sex now. Yeah. <laughs> so they have sex the next day at school. Mark Wahlberg just keeps showing up to the school he doesn't go to. It happens yeah. so much. Well, he, he like was picking her up pretty regularly and stuff after school. Yeah. Well for him to go like but hang he out. he also goes into things. the school yeah. the whole time. He starts just being in there. Yeah, what's well, I think a little later when he's yeah. a little nuts. Yeah, so he's gonna pick up Nicole. He's a little late. She's talking to Gary again, who's like a friend of hers. Yeah, her buddy. She's like hugging him and uh, David comes around the corner in his car and sees that it's... and goes fucking ballistic. As I said when we were watching it, it's a real first thing tomorrow morning, I'm gonna punch Lenny in the back of the head because he just fucking punches this guy in the base of his skull. Yeah. yeah. And fucking Gary goes down like a yeah. sack of fucking bricks. Yeah, hops out of his car Ooh, and is just assaulting Gary yeah. and he's like kicking him Yeah, he's, he's fucking Robert De Niro kicking him. He's like bam, bam, you know, yeah. like Nicole's and trying to get him to stop, and he like elbows backhand her. elbows yeah. her kind of like it's a, an arm sweep that hits her in the face, and she goes down. Yeah. And then when she's like, "Oh my God, stop!" and she's crying on the ground, and he's he literally is like, "What?" Yeah. yeah, he acts like nothing at all just happened. Yeah, yeah, it's not even all like, "Oh shit!" and there's no justifying his behavior. He, he's not like, "Oh, I'm sorry," you know, because he knocked well, he's her a complete over. Sociopath. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's he great. Just, he totally doesn't even acknowledge why she's upset. Yeah, you can't figure it out. No, yeah. it's great. Yeah, but so she's just, like, telling him, like, get the fuck away, and he gets back in his car and he drives off. Um, yeah. yes, and now she has a black eye. She's got a shiner. And that's when Laura comes oh. in. Oh, and she has a sad shower, which kind of mirrors the shower in the beginning. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, and Laura comes into the show. bathroom to give her, like, a dress or something. Yeah, well, but so, then... yeah, it's Laura came back from vacation super chill. I think it's yeah. a sweater. It yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, some clothes. So, like, I saw this, I thought of you, but then she sees her black eye and she's like, oh, what happened? And Nicole says, I got elbowed. In playing... gym class, playing volleyball. Volleyball, yeah. yes. Yeah, some bullshit. Yeah, some teenage bullshit. Laura's like, all right, we'll fix this. And then makeups are up. And Nicole has, like, her hair down, kind of covering part of her face, like, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not super heavy, but a little bit to distract. And her dad's like, oh, come give me a hug or whatever before you go wherever you're going. And she's like, all right, and does it real quick. And then she's like, thanks, Laura. And then leaves. And he's like, what was that about? She's like, I just gave her some makeup tips so she didn't look like a slut. And then kisses him. And I was just like, dude, yeah. no. Yeah, you don't, so you don't, you're not like, it's a sexy and I insult your daughter, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Light your fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Well, I think it's that they're trying to make it like, oh, now it's an inside joke. And it's like, no, nah, <laughs> that doesn't make it less shitty. Mm -hmm. Don't you get it? Your daughter's a slut. <laughs> Play with my booby. Why is she vaguely Southern? I don't, because, I don't know, because what does Laura sound like? Do your Laura impression. I should just make her real East Coast. <laughs> Yo, just keeping it real. Just telling like it is. Oh, my. Anyway. Yo, yeah, if you don't like it, you take the shit back across to Benny Frank. What's up? <laughs> I ain't playing around. I ain't got time for it. <laughs> That's my Laura impression now. 
Laura is. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey, you got a black eye. Better put on some ice. Ah. Uh, <laughs> How you going now? This is the you first. You go to the fair. How you gonna get there? <laughs> this is the uh, first time that David goes to school. Yeah. David follows her to school, and you know, it's kind of like tailing her and stuff, and leaves like a note in Nicole's locker. The which bubbly, is... beautiful font. It's one of several notes in the same hand, and it's basically just like, I'm sorry, and talk to me, and... I can't even tell you how sad and, and regretful I am. He's sad, and then he sends her flowers. We yeah. guess. Well, we know, because she does open the envelope. She doesn't open the box. Well, oh, yeah, we don't actually know that there are flowers in the box. No. That's a good point. Could be that dog. It's like, I love you, babe. I'm so sorry. I got you this dog skeleton. <laughs> it's yeah. hooch. Like... Aww. <laughs> Laura brings it in, and she's like, oh, Nicole, you got flowers, and Nicole just, like, immediately throws them out, and she's like, she, okay. All right, listen, I don't hate Reese Witherspoon, I also don't love her, I think she's really great in some stuff, and not as great in other stuff. She's young here, she's pretty wooden. Yeah. What? Most I, of the time. Now, sometimes it, it seems fine, it doesn't bother me, it doesn't distract me at all, but that scene, yeah, like, the way she reacts, like, she is just a robot performing a task, I will carry this flowers to the trash, and, like, she doesn't look at it with any kind of emotional content in her face. No. It's not the whole movie, though. It's, it's not like she's... robotic. It's the whole, she's not flat the whole movie, but it, that scene, it, it was just very, like, lackluster. And later that night, she's crying in her room, yeah. and... Uh, Loud. And, yeah, everybody and, can hear her. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a real, like, um, do you want me to take the baby this time? Like, right. she goes, how about I go this? Like, how about you let me go? Um, she appears to be in some kind of lingerie, too. It's, like... Yeah, she looks a little sexy. Yeah, it looks like they were about to, you yeah, know, they, get they, it on. they had a real and, good time on vacation. Right, they finally got she's their like, sex I feel, life back. She's like, I feel great. I bought your daughter a dress sweater thing. Oh, maybe it was one of those sweater capes. It, it was a, it was like a cardigan. It was like a fuzzy. Pink oh, wasn't one of those yeah. very popular sweater capes from the no, late nineties. Uh -uh. Yeah, no, it's pink. It's something you would imagine Elle would wear in Legally Blonde. Ooh. Yeah. Same universe. Maybe after this, because, like, she can't go back to school. Maybe she simply <laughs> changed her name to... L. Woods. L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, yeah, she changes her name to L. Ron Hubbard and starts... I mean, they're, they're Walker uh, in this. That's the family surname. It's Nicole Walker. Oh, yeah? Wa yeah, Mr. Walker. Walker. He keeps calling him Mr. Mr. Walker. Mr. Walker, yeah, you're right. So, Again, Walker, did not take Woods. the right notes. My notes for this whole section say 1432, which is the code. Why did you have to remember the code? In case there was a test later. Sends her flowers. <laughs> Dad figures out they bopped. Parentheses yeah. condom. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, Laura, Laura, Laura comes in and she's she's confident. I thought you'd enjoy that. That's part of the reason I shared my list. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm using bopped from now on. Bopped. Bop, I bopped her six ways from Sunday. <laughs> I bopped my back right out. I ain't been, I ain't been bopped since 1973. So I usually think of bopped as manual stimulation just because of she, she bop. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, well, somebody could manually stimulate you. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. On a roller coaster. Yeah. The she big got... bopper. <laughs> Hello, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, Laura's trying to comfort Nicole and stuff. Steve comes in and finally realizes that she's got a shiner. He tries to really dad up, and it's like a poor time for it. Like, choose your battles, man. Just back off. Like, she's in a delicate stage emotionally. Yeah, and, like, I mean, and she's already being comforted. Like, yeah. too many cooks, man. Well, and, and Laura's kind of trying to tell him to get the fuck out. What happens is he's going to leave and he knocks some stuff over and he finds Tissue a condom box. wrapper on her floor. Yeah. Yeah. He finds she, a condom wrapper on her floor. And then he's like, you know. He doubles down on dad talk. Yeah. Right. But at no point does she know he found it. 
So everything he's saying oh, shit, guys. seems wildly out of context. It's like yeah. it's helicopter parenting. Yeah. That's why they put that helicopter in at that rate. <laughs> it's oh my symbolism. gosh, it's years before its time. Oh yeah. my god, this movie is brilliant. <laughs> Fuck. Subtext. Oh shit. Man, I love movies with metaphors. Yeah, but like, she's kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he doesn't really explain it. Yeah, he doesn't say like, well, I'm holding this counter wrapper. It's never in the shot. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, it's nobody odd. knows about it until after Laura leaves the room. Yeah. She says like, don't think you can bully her into growing up, Stephen. And he, then he holds up I, the I should have I should have written down what he actually said to Nicole, because it is baffling. He, he infers that she, he's kind of making it sound like that she fucked him to get back at Right, that her, she's been disappointed in him. I don't know what I did, yeah, I don't know what I, I did, did to disappoint, disappoint you, you, but you don't need to act out. And she's like, what? And like, even I, who know what he's talking about, was like, what? Right. Yeah. What a truly, honestly, deeply cryptic <laughs> thing to say, Steve. So, right. uh, but, but yeah, but so yeah, he's treating it like she fucked her boyfriend to spite him, and it's like, and it isn't even a I told you to stay away from him thing because he hasn't really done that yet. It's, yeah, it's, you know, which I understand the logic of like, well, if you tell somebody not to date somebody, they're definitely going to do it. Yeah. Because like kids, they're all fucking James Dean. They're all like, what are, you, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? Yeah, that's a teenage mindset. Not for every teenager, but a lot. Yeah. So like, I understand the idea that like, oh, if I tell them not to date this person, then they will. But like, he hadn't told her not to date David. So that's not even like a thing. He literally just thinks like, she's still upset about the divorce which is like a whole subtext to their relationship yeah so she's like fucking like hot ass mark Wahlberg. that's why she's fucking mark Wahlberg because she's upset about the divorce not like he's a prime specimen uh then yeah after all that you see like nicole is hanging out with margo at her pool and they have the whole like you remember your first conversation yes well, yeah, Margo kind of tricks her into Nicole revealing... Nicole is filling in Margo, yeah, on yeah. Um, the fight with her dad, kind of, and how upset she is with David, and how her dad's been acting weird and whatever, and let slip, kind of, Margo, like, tricks her in revealing that they bopped. So, then Margo's like, you, it's, it's honestly, it reminded me of Scream. It reminded yeah. me of Rose McGowan, I forget her character's name in that, but... Also telling, charmed. Yeah, <laughs> telling Nev Campbell, like, you slut. Like, yeah. and then the scumbag wagon shows up yeah. with Mark Wahlberg and Logan and three of these three other jamokes. Yeah. That all look like they've tried out for the spin doctors or whatever the fuck. <laughs> 90s ass um, so yeah uh, Nicole sees David and immediately like gets the fuck out of there and she starts she cuts through the house hops in her car he goes around and he's like we talked to you for a minute yeah and so he like apologizes and stuff and man she just fucking buys it it also seems like it like it's not quite like a a domestic violence kind of situation because also he never like directly hit her it was that she got hurt when he was she was a casualty yeah right she was was, uh, collateral damage yeah I think that would make her more inclined to forgive him. Yeah, the movie is still kind of walking the line of, like, is he a good boyfriend, is he a bad boyfriend, you know, kind of thing. Like, we've seen that he's nuts, but we're also seeing everybody else is fine with it, and, like, that's how a movie tells you things. You know, like, cinematography, the way people interact, you know, music cues and all that, like, none of it is, like he's a bad guy music stings when we see him or anything. It's very neutral, and it's very, like, just watching things play out. 
this him apologizing to her in her uh, van or minivan or whatever is like i just saw this dude with his arms around you and like i just freaked out and like it came from a good place i'll do anything to protect you yeah that's what i was gonna say is he kind of he's saying all the right things he holds is that the right thing well wait 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 wait. he holds true to that the entire movie yeah 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 Yeah. he is always protecting her quotes yeah. air quotes protecting her right. the entire movie yeah even yeah, when yeah. they get to the point where it is extremely crazy and violent yeah he's he like says let's Nicole's go not let's, a part of this. let's go murder her family and yeah. destroy her house but like she's not a part of this which is like right. i'm protecting her it's like you yes, are insane right it's true yeah. but like any good villain his intentions are good his execution is flawed so um, at this point steve comes home They've, Mark Wahlberg is there swimming in the pool. They've yeah. reconciled. He yeah. They've moved back to Nicole's house, and Mark Wahlberg and Reese Witherspoon and the Laura mom and, and the Toby, son probably yeah. Yeah, are all yeah in they're the all pool. there yeah. And Mark Wahlberg, you know, he's throwing he's throwing Laura in. He's like, come on, you're gonna jump in, whatever. She's like, no, 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 ha <laughs> And then yeah, thrown in. And Steve's like, what is he doing here? Yeah, Dad is not happy that this asshole is in his pool. Yeah, and Laura's like, listen. Would you rather she's sneaking off to see him? You know, like, this is on you, buddy. So then Dad uh, looks into David's backstory somehow. Well, that's the thing, though, too. I had a note oh. where, again, Mark Wahlberg is, like, lippily kissing. He's, like, yeah. licking her hairline. He, he totally licks her forehead. It is yeah. so weird. It's and, and staring and still, at Steve. Yeah, still locking eyes mm. with Dad yeah. the I'm whole gonna, time that I'm he's gonna just going to French his daughter. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put a whole head in my mouth yeah. with a bulb constrict. Oh yeah. my god. Swallowing an egg, bulb. It's like oh. it's like watching Jurassic the Zoo go after some juicy leaves at the top of the tree. Yeah. Just yeah. tongue it's and very just... weird. Hey, Nicole, what's your shampoo? Because it's delicious. Is that cocoa powder in this? It's mm-hmm. that strawberry suave, ain't it? <laughs> I'm hungry now. But yeah, but so, you were right that now Dad's looking into Dave's ba- ba- David's background. Yeah, and like, I don't know, using the architecture internet or whatever, he fucking did a background yeah, check. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you're not a cop, dude. No. no. Hey, your job is ill-defined at best. It definitely involves houses somehow, but does not involve the ability to look up fucking adoption records. Yeah, we're not And really... what he finds and we're... tells, I, I think it's Eddie. It's like his business partner guy. Maybe that dog just had drugs in his ass. Maybe. Wow. But see, I want that scene too of them like feeding the dog laxatives. Be like, come, dog. Yo, let's fucking we'll take him for a walk around the woods. And then when he poops out the drugs, you gotta get him. And then one of the other scumbag wild boys is like, I don't want to dog shit or whatever. And they're like, you're gonna do it, bro. You're gonna not get any drugs to smoke. Because that's like how we smuggle them or whatever. Like, it's called backstory, dude. Okay. But they don't do that. <laughs> okay. Although, I actually kind of doubt that they would wait for the dog to pass it. Nah, if it's like their smuggling dog, then that's part of their timeline. How long does a smuggling dog live? Depends on how sturdy your balloons are. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Depends on how sturdy your balloons are and how bad, how, how quick is. you need them. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Like, I feel like if you get involved in a cartel Ooh. and you're like, listen, dude, we got all drugs. I swear to God, like, we got them right here. They're in spot. I feel like somebody in the cartels is going to be like, God, the dog open. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I love this dog. Grew up with him. We used to play fetch and all that. I do not care. <laughs> I literally could not care less. Cutting a dog open to get my drugs. Dad does a background check, finds out that David is, yeah, an orphan and was in an institution. Yeah, he's like a super orphan. He bounced around the... the super orphan. Yeah. Like Superman? He was super orphan. The superest of orphans, R- really. R.I.P. the Superman's parents. R.I.P. all of Krypton. What do we call him the superest of orphans? Superman? 
Yeah. Yeah. Who's what? a super? Who's a more super orphan? Annie, get the fuck out of here. I mean, <laughs> Batman's also an orphan. Superman can take Batman. I look like it here. Yeah. No. No. We're not doing this. Can't do this today. Ding ding. Yeah. That's that's a totally other episode about Batman v Superman. That's his own episode. We can't talk about that here. All right. Sweet. His parents aren't dead though, right? They're just he went into foster care. We don't know. Yeah. But he bounced around the foster system, is what he says. Which is again a weird thing for an architect to be able to find on the internet. And also, it's a weird thing for you to be so judgmental about. Well, I think he's got an inordinate amount of money, whatever it is that he does. Yeah. And I think he just throws his money around to get the answers he wants. Yeah, maybe. But Laura actually calls him on it though when he brings that to her. Yeah. She's like, dude, he's a fucking, you know, he's a foster kid who made up a shiny, happy life to impress a girl. Right. Like, like what's why, your... Why did you be a dick about it? Yeah, I think you're right. That's this movie trying to walk the line of, like, making it a different movie where maybe Steven is wrong and crazy yeah. before the climax. Right. But I don't think it does a good job. No, and again, not successful. Again, Allison, like, your first time watching this, knowing nothing really going into it, like, did any of that seem like it was really building... Well, it's that I think that they showed you too much of Mark Wahlberg being batshit fucking crazy. Yeah. That, like, yeah, for that theoretical to, subplot to carry. Yeah, for yeah. that to, it just, okay. it just is like, it's so. that it's not a twist, it's dramatic irony. So it's like, yeah. he knows, and we know that David is a fucking psychopath, but the rest of them don't seem to know it yet. And it could have been done in a way where it would be a twist, where it's like, they and we don't know that Steven's not crazy. Right. Yeah, there's another but, movie you can yeah. make out of the bones of this one where it's way more ambiguous and then therefore the third act is much more surprising yeah. So then he drives uh, yeah. down Steve, to Stephen drives to school. school and pulls up right around the same time that uh, David is hanging out there waiting for her to get done. He's like, he's like, hey, uh, David, let me talk to you. And he's like, oh, I'm waiting for Nicole. And he's like, all right, just pull around the corner. I'll talk to you for a minute. I'll be done in a second. And he gives him a listen. You're gonna leave Nicole alone. You know, he tries to he tries to really dad up, man up, and be like, he's puffing his chest. Yeah, you're in for, yeah. If you don't, you're in for a world of hurt, kind of thing. He he gives him a couple little pokes with his finger, like you understand me, pal immediately David comes at his masculinity. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he's Hard. like, you're not good at your job and you're not satisfying your wife and I fucked your daughter. Like, it's really yeah, like, yeah. all right at once. And yeah. I couldn't tell, because I was watching it and I was like, I don't remember this scene too well. Like, from again, it's been a long, long time since I've seen it. So I was like, ooh, is he trying to bait him into a fight? Like, I couldn't tell... I mean, he might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, just, it, yeah. it was work. cool. It was, yeah. it was good because I was like, it pissed me off on Stephen's behalf. Like, oh, yeah. I was really like, fuck you, yeah. dude. Who's... And Stephen handled it pretty well. He's just yeah. like, listen, yeah. sit yeah. the fuck away from my daughter. <laughs> and yeah, a couple of chest pokes, nothing bad. And then the best thing is well, okay. Mark Wahlberg just fucking. So yeah, this was a thing, and I might want to tell it just because sure. like, this is my first time seeing it. Yeah. I didn't understand what was happening because why would it I? weird. But he, David. David immediately starts like beating his chest kind of like a Vulcan salute just over and over again and just looking angry. And I was like, the heck is this stuff now? It's actually also <clears throat> like Wolf of Wall Street. They do that. Uh, Matthew McConaughey does oh, it at the table. Yeah, 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 he's kind of doing like a chest being thing. It's to get himself amped up. Yeah, that's it's like a, a rhythmic like chant. Yeah, but it's kind of like that. um. But so that's the thing is, I like was kind of like, is that supposed to be like a coping mechanism? Like when people that are really like you know emotionally disturbed and not good at expressing bang their head oh, or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It's like a, it's like yeah. a soothing but damaging thing. That's um, interesting. That's really that's really an interesting read on it. Yeah, not knowing what's coming that's yeah. really interesting yeah because he's just got this like real like angered like upset look on his face and like and it's a thousand this. yard stare like yeah. It's, yeah yeah 
but it's kind of how I imagine the expression on uh, Kevin Bacon's face right before he angry dances in Footloose. It is. I don't know if that's the actual expression, but in my head, that's kind of how he looks, and then he just uses his body to express himself. Listen, guys, if I can figure out how to do it, I will upload a video of David pounding his chest to the the plaintive strains of Footloose. But yeah, this gets explained very soon. But yeah, uh, Steve comes home and oh, yeah. Nicole and Laura are like, what the fuck is your problem with David and stuff? And he's like, I'd use a scumbag. I don't want him near you and stuff like that. And then Nicole's like, I saw what you did to him. You beat him up. And like, yeah, and it's that he was basically hurting himself to accuse right. David of that. To accuse Steven of beating yeah. him up. Yeah. Roughing him up. This actually is one of those parts of the movie that works really well for me. Yeah. Because... It works in this way that David is the one who psychologically wins them over. Yeah. He controlled the situation to the T. Because he knew how this was going to play out. He showed the bruises to Nicole. Knowing that Nicole would address it with her father. And the way that she addresses it, he walks right into it. Yeah. Because she's like, what is your problem with David? Why were you talking to David? Everyone knows he will admit to talking to David, and he does. And at that point, he has no validity. Like, she goes, so you didn't touch him? He's like, I mean, like... And she cuts him off, and she's like, well, that's all I need to know, or whatever. Motive means an opportunity, man. He just set him right the fuck up. He did. And the thing is, I think... Ice-T's about to fucking open a door in your house, bro. (laughs) I think the thing that he was going for when he came right at his neck with masculinity, with the yeah, not pleasing your wife. Incite he him wanted to... him to hit it so that he could use it against him. And when he didn't fall for it, yeah, he's like, that's well, when David's that like, doesn't really that's matter. okay. I don't need that as part of the plan. Plan B. I still have yeah, power over your daughter. That's really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. So she leaves, and Nicole leaves with David, right? Yes. Yes, yes and they play Come Down again. At some point in here, they played uh, Machine Head, but I didn't write it down. So I wanted to really, really quickly talk about the music, because as I said at the top, there is score, which uh, the very opening of this film, um, there is a melodic score, yeah. and there's a percussive score, and played together, it almost evokes the Lion King a little bit. Yeah, it's very heavy beginning pressure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, because well, it's two separate things, but they play them overlapped in the opening. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's weird, and I kind of like it, because I cool. like weird Shit, yeah, but... it's a little jungly, which doesn't make any sense for any of this. And then throughout the movie up to this point, Unless they... it's allegorical or something. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just to uh, invoke a masculine vibe, that like war drums vibe, you know, aggression yeah. thing. Um, so then, as I said, there's diegetic soundtracks. There's like, you know, they're in the car, a song is playing, they're at that fucking scumbag peach pit place. That's all diegetic sound. The only non-diegetic soundtrack is these two Bush songs, Come Down is played twice, and at least two, but I think three instances of the Sunday's cover of Wild Horses. I forgot there's other songs in this. I actually forgot about Wild Horses even being in it. In my recollection, it was like wall-to-wall Bush. It's close. So I was a little disappointed, to be honest with you. <laughs> Um, and I wanted to really quickly, uh, the both those songs are off 16 Stone. Mm-hmm. What is what is your favorite song off 16 Stone? That's, it's difficult, actually. It is. I, I, um, I fucking, I had a CD of this, I fucking wore the so CD if out. So I'm, if I'm going to, like, just say from the top of my head, it's yeah. Little Things. Little Things um, is a really good song. But I love that whole album. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much wall to wall. The last song, Ex-Girlfriend, is kind of not a song. Yeah. It's like kind of squealy feedback, and then it's Gavin Rosdell singing You Only Call Me When You're Down like 12 times, and it's over. But I still love that, It's too. cute, yeah. but it's a little too cute. Yeah. 
Yeah. I actually really like uh, Alien. Yeah. Yeah, which is like a really like low key song for them. I like uh, Testosterone uh-huh. a lot. It's got a lot of really dumb like ham handed uh, entendres in it, which mm-hmm. are which were funny to like fourteen year old me. Right. And I would actually probably say I think the best song on the whole goddamn album is Glycerine. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really gorgeous, well-written song. It is. I agree with you. And, like, I like Everything Zen. I like Little Things. I like Machine Head. Like, those are all really cool songs. Yeah, they could have definitely done Glycerine when uh, they were on the outs and stuff, because it's a little... Glycerine could have been their fucking make-out song instead of Wild Horses. Like, Glycerine would work perfectly. Right, Also, fun fact for listeners, I was in a band that used to cover Glycerine. It was, like, one of our few 90s covers. And it was always well-received, because that song is really good, guys! It is. I mean, it's great, but... I'm telling you, man, this movie could be an all-Bush soundtrack. It could be. And it would Wild be pretty Horses, great. Wild I feel like, is a strange choice anyway, especially the Sunday's version. I- but I also feel like, like character-wise, tonally, there's a weird dissonance where I don't think she would like it. I don't yeah, think I don't Nicole think, would like it. Like, she hates James Taylor. I, uh, yeah. yeah. Wild Horses, even lyrically, doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's a weird one. Wild Horses couldn't drive me away. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's supposed to it's be, like, like, their hormones. I guess. supposed to represent their hormones, but, like, dude, there's a million horny-ass songs out there most of them yeah are. right like if you wanted to get real 90s with like a stalker film which is essentially what this is you could throw in a sarah mclaughlin possession and call it a goddamn day oh, play that yeah. puppy song that samples the police <laughs> right whatever where it says breath with an f and it makes me want to fucking strangle forever <laughs> ding, ding 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 <laughs> Music ding! Yeah, so at some point around here, like, David's trying to get her to come back to his place. Is that what it is? Yeah, and she yeah. doesn't want to, but then she drives over, Yeah, well, she and they're having a crack she, meth party. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't want to, but then she, like, is like, I don't really want to stay here with my dumb parents, because my dad's just tripping. Yeah, so she, like, turns around and takes the car. Yeah. yeah. She drives out to their yeah. fucking shit shack. Yeah. It's like the B-52's Which, love shack if B-52's were high on meth. Yeah. Did he ever tell her where he lived? I guess he must have. But yeah, so she's like peeking through the window like a weirdo. Well, she's walking. I think it's right through the front door, though, I think is what happens. Oh, I thought she walked around the side. It doesn't matter. Yeah. She's peeking through either a doorway. Regardless, she sees Alyssa Milano fucking grinding on Logan, which is uh, Mick Foley's lap. They're smoking crack, or he is anyway. Yeah. And then uh, David walks up. She's also barely dressed. Like, oh, she's yeah. She's got pants on. She, she's only wearing panties and like a yeah. barely there top. She looks like one of the fly girls. Like, yeah. it's no clothes at all. David walks up and he's like, hey, and he had just, okay, so he and Nicole went on a date, like, in the previous scene, and it was real, like, passionate and making outy and whatever, and he's like, do you want me? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, do you need me? And she's like, yeah, I do. So he walks up to uh, Alyssa Milano, um, Margo, kind of, well, he goes, yeah, do but- you want me? And she's like, ha, 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 ha. And he grabs her viciously by the back of the head. He's like, tell, you know, say it so that Logan can hear you. Yeah. And she's like, I do, I want you. And he just, like, picks her up like a fucking caveman, throws her over his shoulder, and Logan's like, whatever, take her, I don't care. I got Mr. Sacco, I'm all set. He more he calls her, take that whore. So yeah, he oh calls yeah. He, her something terrible. Yeah, he called, just keeps calling her a whore or whatever, yeah. a hoe bag. And David is literally walking with Margot wrapped around his shoulders with her ass up in the air. Yep. And like spanks her as he walks away. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. again, Nicole sees and then she fucking bolts. Yeah. She is not pleased with this development, runs off and stuff. She and... comes in 
to her house, and it looks like she's going to talk to her dad and Laura, but they're passed out. Yeah, and like dad's her... passed out on the couch. Laura's passed out in the bed. Like he fell asleep working, and she fell asleep, you know, at some point. Oh, I thought it was he's, that. Like he's waiting for her to call. Oh, maybe oh. that's what it is. That yeah, that's yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's so like she's sitting up waiting. waiting yeah, and let, told Laura to go to sleep. Yeah. So she comes in like she's going to talk to them, but they're asleep. So then it cuts to Stephen waking up and there's a note from her again in the same handwriting as all the notes. Yeah. You know, it says like, dad, I'm sorry. I, you know, if I worried you, it's over. Love, Nicole. I was talking about this with somebody. It's weird to sign things to your parents, uh, especially if you're an only child. But like, I think unless there's like way too many kids where you're like, I don't know which one could possibly have left this, like your context clues. I think it's odd. But I sign things to my parents. I'm an only child. And I, I think it's weird. Like, I like, you know, Dad, Merry Christmas, I love you, Hunter. It's like, I'm your own, apparently only son. I don't technically need to put my name. You I'm, should know who this is. I've never thought about that. But, like, yeah, again. From you know who. <laughs> yeah. Dad, I love you. Guess who? <laughs> oh He's like, Angus? I'm like, who the fuck is Angus? <laughs> I mean, that's how you find out that kind of shit. Yeah. Do I have a brother? Can we be a tag team? WWE. We're the stepbrothers. We're coming for the belt. Unfortunately, Angus is three, so you're going to have to wait a bit. Oh, god damn it. So, did he think that she was, like, going to kill herself? Because he kind of rushed into her room. I was wondering if that was... <laughs> it's over? Yeah. Because he no, definitely said it's over. He's like, her life? No. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um... What did you he know, think? I got the impression that he was just worried about her. Yeah, had been worried and you know. saw the note and was like, "Oh, rushing, she's home, rushing yeah. to get to her." Okay, he was worried about. Yeah, her. maybe that's kind of what I assumed, but I think I like your read on it. Um, so at this point, David doesn't know it's over, so David just drops into fucking high school again, like he's so fond of doing. Well, so before that happens, uh, Nicole's at lunch with Gary, and she's like kind of telling him what's been going on and stuff, and they make a Twinkie defense. Right reference yeah i caught that yeah which i was like oh that's so timely <laughs> yeah she she looks like shit she looks real strung out like yeah. she looks like hair's a mess bags under well, her eyes kind of like she's yeah. upset yeah, or whatever she's, and he's like why are you stuff. eating so much crap are you doing a junk food defense before you and your boyfriend go all natural born killers or whatever the fuck he says yeah she's like no and she sort of fills him in and then yeah david walks up and literally does like a hands over her eyes like guess who and she's like, get the fuck away from me. And starts immediately screaming, like, help, get away from me, help, somebody help me. Literally, there's a whole fucking cafeteria. Nobody stands or reacts at all yeah, except no, it's, for Gary. It's just Gary, like, being like, get off her. And man. like, listen, Gary's yeah. no threat. No. No, they all Prop, look at Props them. to Gary for doing the right thing, but like, Gary's not He's the one that felt like, like a sack of bricks earlier in the, in the yeah. movie. Yeah, he got, he's, he got Lenny yeah. in the back yeah. of the head. <laughs> Yeah, that guy so, already kicked your ass, so we know he can kick your ass. But, like, good on him. And he got, True. we got back in his face, he's like, hey, man, hey, David, she, she said she doesn't want to talk to you, so you should go, hey, now. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, all right, Gary, I'll see but you yeah. later, bro. Nobody uh -huh. else in that cafeteria, like, no, either. nobody even stands up. Yeah. Fuck yeah. this whole school, yeah. fuck you all. But yeah. nobody says anything. Yeah. It is no, the quietest no. cafeteria fight you ever see. Yeah, yeah again, no, nobody says get away from her. Nobody says fight, 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 right. fight. Nothing. Like, yeah. none of that. There's no, like, positive or negative response. Everybody's just like, oh, yeah, a thing is Yeah, if this was Philadelphia, they'd be like, she don't like that! Like, there'd right. be some fucking... Somebody would have screamed World Star at some point. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like... So Gary ran up. <laughs> World Star! <laughs> I mean, World Star, man, been, World Star. It might have been a little early for World Star, but you know, something to that. Whatever, oh, yeah. whatever the kids are using. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was then. Yeah. Geo City. <laughs> backslash fight. Backslash school. <laughs> oh my God. 
God. <laughs> oh my God, e bombs world. Rum.com! <laughs> Jesus. Somebody just yells Goatsy. <laughs> <laughs> this might have been early for Goatsy. So if I was oh, in a fuck. fight and somebody yelled that, I probably just would have been like, are you suggesting it? Like, like is that my finisher? Yeah. <laughs> Flawless victory. <laughs> I feel like that would be much more applicable to that drug dog. Yeah, really. Oh, oh poor Goatsy. Oh, we named him. Cool. So, but yeah, yeah, Gary's like, get off her, man, and he pushes David away, and that's the end of that. Nicole goes home, Margo shows up. She's upset. She looks like Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. Uh, in this scene, like, a weird. lot. And I never, ever thought Alyssa Milano looked like Skeet Ulrich or vice versa at any point in my life up until this point. But man, now that I saw it, I'm like, yeah, that's weird. Definitely could be siblings. Yeah, she's basically like, Margo, what the fuck? And, you she's, know. He made me do it. Yeah, I think she's kind of like, did David tell you? And stuff, and you know, and she has no idea how she knows. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, Margot drives away. David drives up behind her. Right. And they're on like a and, and little they have a West Coast road. Yeah, they have a real scary little scene where David's trying to get Margot to pull over, and they're on like a two lane winding like cliffside road, Pacific Coast Highway type yeah. shit. Yeah, two lanes. Yeah. So he keeps pulling up beside her in the the oncoming traffic yeah, lane the onco- until something right. will come and he'll have to like duck back yeah. behind her. Yeah, he keeps veering behind. Behind her and coming back to the side, and they're going very fast, and they're whipping around and then, curves. Yeah, and then there's finally a car coming, and he's just like, "I'm not moving." And uh, Margot fucking buckles and pulls off to the side up a little fucking off ramp, and he follows her up. It's yeah, it's, one of those, it's basically like a chicken moment. It's a runaway truck off ramp. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah oh, that's what it is. Okay, yeah, but yeah, and uh, he walks up to her in the car and like fucking slaps her in the face, pulls her out of the car, like roughs her up a little bit. And he's like, "You better fix this," and then. He well, yeah, because he's like, why'd you fucking tell her? Because he assumes that Nicole knows because Margot told, told her. her that she was sleeping Yeah, because nobody knows how that she was there. Yeah, and, and Margot's just like, I like, don't know how she knows. I did not tell her. Like, I thought you told her. Like, and he straight up was like, well, you better fix this or I'm going to kill you. And then he kisses her, which is real creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like a kiss of death, man. Yeah, it is. Not only does he kiss her, then he says, don't cry. He yeah. says it's so, like, all of a sudden comforting, like, yeah. creepy. Yeah, he says it like he would it's... say it to you, like, if you had a nightmare. Right. Well, it's, yeah, again, it's just another one of those things where it's like he's just totally divorced from what just yeah. happened. Where right. it's, it's, it, it's <laughs> almost as if... a reasonable emotional reaction. Yeah, it's almost as if he's like, why are you crying? Where it's yeah. like, yeah. okay, the last two minutes not happened for you? Right. you right. were just trying to pit maneuver me yeah. on this two-lane highway. Right, we were engaged in this very, very dangerous game of cat and mouse. Is now yeah like, now the best shit ever happens yeah Mark Wahlberg sans shirt in fucking, his bathroom fucking in a mirror carving stuff across his chest carves Nicole the number four Eva in his fucking abdomen and then breaks open a bic pen prison tattoo and rules just smears yeah. it smears it in there and then just fucking takes the shower head rinses it off wipes it off guess who's got a new tattoo yeah I don't think that actually works. Because, I mean, I've, I've seen people do Bic Pen tattoos, but it's like stick and pokes. It's not yeah. like just carving and um, then trying to... I don't think, sure I don't it think... doesn't have any lasting power. It probably would fade very quickly. Okay. Because well, that yeah, allows I you I to carve another girl's name in your chest later. Yeah, I don't think that gets the 
in <laughs> deep enough. You have to get it to like the dermis. The subdermis. Not the yeah. Cause yeah. Okay. So around here is when, well actually, okay. So first it was kind of like the roller coaster thing where I'm like, is he going to figure on this roller coaster? And I'm like, oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, he and, do. And yeah, I kind of realized at this point that like, this is a movie where like, I'm, I'm trying to like make light of it, like spouting out like the craziest thing I think would happen in this situation, except then it fucking happens because Mark Wahlberg in this movie is that fucking crazy. For instance, yep. immediately following the Nicole Forever scene, he kills Gary. He kills Gary. He kills Gary yeah. hard as shit. In Gary's the- like walking home through the woods for some god knows reason, alone. So then Mark Wahlberg pops up out of nowhere and he's like, yeah. hey Gary, oh you like to walk home through the woods? Well here's a whole bunch of shit you didn't know about me. I grew up in Rikers, which he says, which I was like, wait what? Yeah, That's, that's a prison. That's real confusing. We've already talked about how he lies. Yeah, he so, might be lying. Yeah. But he also, yeah, he also says, yeah, I used to just punch walls. And the walls would collapse and they have to move me somewhere else with new walls and eventually they just showed me the door and i was like all right that's real scary <laughs> Yeah. It's real crazy, so yes, very scary. Um, Then he pushes Gary over. Gary starts running. He chases Gary. There's a real crazy, it's like <laughs> stunt work throw, where like he catches Gary and throws him, and like the stuntman playing Gary, or maybe Gary was an active stuntman, does like a front flip, and then like, Mark Wahlberg fucking just murks him, man, fucking snaps yeah. his neck. Yeah. yeah, comes up behind him, and, you know, neck twist, and game over. It's, it's real quick. Fast. It's fast. It real is. Quick. It is. If you blink, you miss it, then Gary's gone. And then Forever. Then we cut to Stephen leaving a business meeting. We didn't mention Fucked. it. Steve's got a beautiful cherry red Mustang convertible. Yep. But he leaves, and yeah, he sees it in the parking garage, and it's all fucked up and smashed and beaten, and there's a note yeah, wait, in that what's, same What's that video game where that's the... Uh, street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter. Yeah, it's like it's like somebody had a Street Fighter bonus level all over his fucking car. Yeah, and there's a sign, uh, not a sign, there's a note on it in that same boobly handwriting that says, now I've popped both your cherries, and literally... The three of us watching this movie all like, oh! That's that's my favorite line of the movie. It's real good. It's real fucking gross. If you want to get a little girl's father mad, oh shit, that's the note to leave. That'll do it. He's madder about that than the fucking car. Yeah. Yeah. There should have been fucking Steven just. Like yeah. shaking both fists, screaming in the parking garage. So now Steve- he should have punched the fucking windshield in. Like yeah. that would have been real good, crazy dad moment. Now Steven's trying to get into gear. He's like, Eddie, I need your car. He's Find gonna David. do something. Yeah. But meanwhile, um, we cut to. Meanwhile, uh, Nicole and Laura. Laura and, and I guess the brother Toby, Toby yeah. are at the mall. Yeah. And David's like creeping, creeping. Yeah. And Nicole's goes to the bathroom, and David follows her in. Puts Actually, his hand over mouth like, don't scream. I just want to talk to you. Yeah. This this was a thing where he's I so I, he's so like level headed sounding. Yeah. I seriously. So it's real creepy, which was which is real cool. I seriously expected him to sexually assault her in this bathroom, and he doesn't quite he doesn't. get to the he level gets close. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is when he said. I mean, he has this whole thing with her about how like it, this is some dumb d- dumb creepy dude logic thing where he's like, you gotta listen to the part of you that knows I'm telling the truth, and he like touches her fucking head. And he's like, it's not here. It's not what I say. And he touches her fucking eye. He's like, it's not how I look at you or whatever. And he fucking grabs her by the pussy. And he's like, yeah, it's right here. The part of you that knows I'm telling the truth is your fucking pussy. Yeah. So then he it's says. It's real gross. Yeah, it's very strange. He goes it's, on to say. It's gross, dude. He goes on to say, um, and this is the thing where I'm like, you know, this was like the the line that got me where I'm like, Oh, this is the the teenagers. Okay, this is your vote for teenagers line in this. Yeah, we have something that everybody wants, but nobody has. 
but he's like saying it all whispery and Mark Wahlberg-y and just, you know, like. Is he groping he, her while he says it? Kind of. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I can't remember yeah. if he yeah. is when he His says it. His hand is between your yeah. legs. Okay, yeah. he's groping her. Yeah. But like, it's very much like there is no greater love than our love and every, and we could make kingdoms crumble and all that shit. That is how he's saying this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like, to me, I'm just like, fucking teenagers, man. God. Because, like, yes, I understand. This is, like, the biggest emotion you have experienced to date. And, yeah, it feels like it's going to break you apart. It's, again, it's the whole Romeo and Juliet of it all, where it's, like, not your dad and not your mom and not yeah. whoever and stuff like that. We have something not that everybody awesome wants, but Toby, nobody who has. I really like. He seems like a cool little dude. That's my vote for fucking teenagers, is that scene uh, and that line is the culmination of what he's saying in that right. scene. But yeah, so it looks like he's gonna, like, assault her. They hear a noise of, like, maybe somebody came in or something like that, and he fucks off. <laughs> it's a loud shit. <laughs> yeah, no, so, Dad, Steven, arrives at the crash pad, fucking busts in, wrecks the joint. But he, he walks through a little bit, he's looking around, then he sees, like, David set up a shrine yeah. in, the, like, the living room over the mantle. It's in his bedroom. Oh, yeah, no, I thought it's it was in his, I thought it was yeah, in his he... room, but he had either, like, a faux fireplace oh. or some yeah. kind of Remember, a thing. Remember, there's a master lock on the the door. Yeah. Kick the door down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, um, so there's like a fucking shrine set up on the mantle, which includes a Chucky doll, which I was like, oh, look at that. Is that maybe the horror film calling each other out thing? Oh, maybe. Jesus, I don't even know. So I don't know if it was like something that looked a lot like it, but it was like dressed like Chucky, but it wasn't the doll from Chucky. Maybe it was something he took from her room. I mean, most of the stuff up there was something he either took from her room. Uh, so I had a question about that, because uh, uh, Dad looks in, like, a little the keepsake thing, and, and up there is a, is a bracelet just like the Daddy's Girl one, but this one says well, David's no, Girl. Well, no, it's that he took he it. He took it and, and carved into car- it. Yeah, and, like... That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is that what that was supposed to be? Yeah, because the, let- you the letters tell. don't match. Yeah, the letters don't match. But, like, yeah. isn't it punched out metal? I, no, I well, think he used something to, like, sand it down. Because that's what I said. Like, and I was going to say, like, looking it, yeah. at it, the D, like, the first D in it is fine, the A maybe, but then there's, like, it's all scratched up, but I was like, I think it's just punched out metal. It's not punched all the way through. It's engraved. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and so he sanded it down. And yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, the, the scumbag squadron... Oh, yeah. Well, so also, he trashes the house. Yeah, he wrecks the fucking place. Yeah. He fucking, he clears that mantle. He, Steven is going hog wild. It's awesome. I yeah. think it's great. Yeah. He then presumably he, fucked off. Yeah, he fucks off, whatever. Because when they come home, he is gone. The place is a mess. Yeah, there's and like a TV and a drum kit and other shit is just Yeah, my fa- the drum kit was my favorite shot because it like pans up from like the kicked in, you know, kick drum and all the fucking split drums to yeah. the dude and he's just sitting behind the drum, the drum kit holding the drumsticks real sad. Like, I'm supposed to rock out now guys <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard because it's just yeah. like why would you even sit there yeah, like, you walk into the room and you see the drum kit's fucked up you don't have to go sit behind and be like oh it's definitely fucked up <laughs> oh my god like Stephen didn't get in his car and be like oh no it really <laughs> is fucked up yeah you can tell by looking at it so that was yeah. funny to me. So and yeah, so, then Logan's like, who did this? We need to get revenge. And and David's like, I know who did it, bro. Yep, so they're going to go after Steven. Um, did you see the Warriors, bro? <laughs> so yeah, Nicole and Steven and Laura and Toby are all at home. And you hear the doorbell. Which makes Laura which, jump for no reason. Yeah, yeah well, and, and that's she the jumps thing. out of her skin. It that's makes the... Laura jump because the movie is now tense. And that's a way to let us know tension exists. But like, there's no reason. For her to be that jumpy. No, it's but laughable. She's like washing dishes. Like, oh shit, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, the doorbell to my home at a reasonable hour? (laughs) Holy fuck. But so she goes to answer it without checking the, uh, like, security monitor. The monitor monitor, that's in the kitchen. Which, like... Or looking through the people, which we've established is, like, a thing. Yeah, you've established that you have all these things and you're not doing it. But it's Margot. It's a fake out. It's just crying ass Alyssa Milano looking pathetic in, like, a... Yeah, but at the same time... Sweater, just, like... At the same time, life's I'm a like, wreck. why are you not checking any of these things? We know you have it. And it was, yeah, this dumb, like, scare or whatever, you know, fake out or whatever. Yeah. that doesn't actually make any sense. Only lasts approximately two minutes before the actual climax. Yeah, yeah, all you get is Margot walks in the living room. Um, Nicole's up on the second floor balcony type thing, like hallway balcony. And, like, Margot looks up at her and she's like, <laughs> and it's like, it's Alyssa Milano's worst line delivery in the whole movie. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, she's, what does she even say? Say like, Gary, oh, Gary's, it's Gary's dead. dead. Yeah. They found him in the woods. He's dead. Yeah. yeah. While she was getting let in, Kaiser, the uh, awesome German Shepherd, runs out. Is, yeah. Yeah. Leaves. We yeah hear uh, Mark Wahlberg calling him like from the bush. Yeah. You never see him. He's no. Like the burning it's, bush. Over yeah. There. It's just a fucking shot of the driveway with like the bushes at the end. And he's like, hey guys, it's me. You, you go pal the bush. Why don't you come down and hang out over here? Promise I'm not gonna fucking murder you. That would be real bad of me. Guess what? Spoilers. Yeah, then that kid's blowing that dog whistle. Toby's got a dog whistle. He's blowing that thing. The dog doesn't show up, and then he looks at the dog door. Oh, Kaiser's poking his head through. Oh, my God, it's just Kaiser's severed head. Yeah. Oh, God. It is. Horse head in the bed. That is very much what my really, note was. It's really grim. Oh, man. It's a really good fake dog head. Oh, it is. It looks really good. And they just, flop oh, it on the ground, like yeah. the, the neck flaps. We, uh, well, it's tongue, so tongue hangs out that, really yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. It is. The prop department had a field day, and yeah. good job, guys. You That's why they job. put all the money to this movie. Yeah, yeah. and not in the notes. Not yeah. in the notes. No. But they have a great severed dog head. Yeah. It's that, real good looking. Yeah. It's upsetting, dude. It, it is. is. And it happens really fast. Yeah, it is very... Like, you know something's up with the dog. Like, maybe they're just luring the dog away. To, you know, obviously, though, they're, they're interacting with the dog, and they're crazy as fuck, so it's not great. It is, once again, one of those things where... Think of the craziest fucking thing they yeah. could do. There it is. And so this is why the movie cannot leave our territory can't leave an r rating because she gets finger on a roller coaster and they cut a goddamn dog's head off and then flop it through the dog door on the kitchen floor like there's no way you can have those two things in a movie and have it not be an r but i feel like they were like oh if we cut other shit we can keep these two big scenes that we feel like we want well because also they were trying to cut down the r rating eventually and they just never got that's what i think i think that's why there's so many weird cuts and edits and stuff in this that don't quite add up and feel disjointed. Yeah, because they also reined in on some of the swearing. Yeah, there's well. very little language in this. Yeah. So then you get my favorite, probably my favorite moment from the movie, which is... Well, so, Stephen's like, it's okay, we're safe, they can't get in, and everything, and, the, like... Uh, he, the humans are safe. Yeah, they're like, you know, we're all safe, yep. we're all safe in here, I designed this myself, you know, they can't get in, and Nicole's like, ooh, I kind of gave David the code. Remember when you took my virginity? Yeah, it's, well. yeah, it's just very, like, he's got the code, and everybody's like, oh, fuck. So, so Stephen runs to the front door, yeah. and David's inputting the code, but, Luckily, Stephen gets there just in time and then, like, slams the door shut, locks it again, which I guess then the code wouldn't. Whatever. Yeah, no, he could just keep entering it and, St- and Stephen and would overpower have to keep, him. Uh, relocking it. I, he probably couldn't, like, do it and open the door before Stephen could relock it. Yeah. 
But, like, Steve would have to stay by the door and keep doing that, or right. somebody, I don't while think... these other fuckers can go around and start fucking whatever, up the rest yeah. of his house. Oh, but my wait. favorite thing is this, is because he, he looks through the peephole and he sees Mark Wahlberg, and it's the fisheye Mark Wahlberg shot, which is in the trailers, and it's my favorite thing. But they cut out, he says, fuck. But yeah, he's like, you know, you're not gonna get between me and your daughter, and you know, so, watch this living in the fucking house! Yeah. And it's that great, like, Mark Wahlberg scream. It's really yeah. good. So, just based on the door situation? Yeah. There are two locks on that door. Are there? Yeah. So, when you see him put in the key code... Oh! There's a lock at the bottom that you see turn. Oh! When Stephen pushes the door closed... Now this might the, be a, yeah, it's it the might deadbolt. Be a, it, yeah, it might be a continuity issue. Oh, but I he, thought the thumb turn lock was the same lock. No, he gets the deadbolt. They're, they're both like uh, a deadbolt style, uh, but one is down below the keypad and one's above it. Oh, okay. So when Steven slams the door closed, he turns the deadbolt above the keypad. Oh, okay. It might be a screwed up continuity thing, or it might be that there's two locks. Because right. you don't see it when he turns the top lock. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, the, it becomes a home invasion thing, but it's very uh, slim. You know, you got Logan has, I don't know, a tree trunk. Oh, yeah, he's, he's trying to use it as a battering, battering ram. Battering ramming, I guess it's the um, back door. There's another guy yeah. bouncing, like, basketball-sized rocks off of one of the windows. Yeah, the windows are, like, yeah, whatever proof. At one point, one of the guys, one of the goons, uh, uses a power drill. Oh, yeah, he's trying to get... On one of the big bay windows, yeah. like, because they're reinforced glass, so, like, they don't break, break, but you can drill through them. So he does that enough to cut a large enough hole in it that he's trying to reach in and do whatever, and um, Steven like kicks his hand or hits it with a fireplace he's got a fireplace poker and he hits it and then like the guy drops the drill uh which steven just kicks across the room like it's a pistol or like the guy has any chance of reaching it which is like nonsense it's like how did he get a drill to begin with like yeah they all sort of have these weird like power tooly weapons which again like if there's any backstory to these characters at all it would be like oh oh okay they do construction during the day i i would imagine because it's that they're doing yard work and stuff like that i imagine they had a bunch of shit out in their garden are they doing yard? oh you mean their families doing yeah yeah like earlier in the movie and stuff you think that the 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 goons grabbed like a power drill off the patio yeah like they just raid the tool shed or some shit okay like but that's again not established and this is a movie and we're doing a lot of uh, mental, you know. Okay. No, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying the movie should probably lay that out. Yeah, at least a little bit. I, yeah. I mean, it just seems weird they all of a sudden have these tools. I mean, the tools are weird. The fact that Logan has a fucking, like, a log, like a yeah. fucking a giant, like, tree trunk log, you know, stripped of branches right. that he's using as a battering ram, like they would in medieval fucking England. It was literally the Beauty and the Beast, like, yeah. you go kill the beast scene. Yeah, and I was just like, where the fuck did he get that? Right. Yeah. And, like, I get that they're in the woods, but, like, did he cut that down just now? Was that around? Like, could we have an establishing shot that gives but me anything? The other thing is, is, it's only him battering the door with it. Yeah. So, like, it's not gonna do any more damage than if he were doing it himself. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, like oh, no, no, but he's, he's Mick Foley. If you the have, hardcore legend. Right, if you have four people with a battering ram, yeah, yeah. that's how you get through a door. One man with a battering ram might as well just drop the heavy log and bang against the door. Right, just kick it. <laughs> it'll it'll hurt less, but yeah. there's no way you're using all of your mass than you would trying to shoulder a door open. Although, the log does come to a point, which that doesn't make any sense, but it does yeah, come to a no, point... No, it looks like they shaved it into a giant pencil. Yeah, it looks yeah. like they spent all day making a battering <laughs> ram, yeah. like a fucking Ernest Goes to Camp movie, well, again. which didn't happen. 
How Again. great would it be if Jim Varney was the leader of these fucking clowns? I mean, it's pretty close. Like, hey, Vern, we're going to fucking break in there. Again, I, I think the idea is that he probably found it in the garden. Now, why they would have a log shaped like that, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But, what yeah. else? But the battering ram's kind of working, and they put yeah, a fridge yeah, it's, it's really wobbling the, the door. door. Yeah. yeah. Door's like, um, it's, starting to, it's starting to flex. Like, yeah. It's, and, not, it's not breaking apart. Like, um, I think at this point, somebody attacked the front door with an axe. Oh, shining right, style. Yeah, real shiny. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. it breaks a big old peephole in the door and well, everything, but like the back door is just sort of like flexing. It's not coming yeah. apart yet, but yeah. like it's gonna eventually. Yeah. Right. So um, the, uh, Stephen moves I, the refrigerator in front of the back door. Yeah. Well, I did just want to establish, so the parents, Laura and Stephen, are downstairs defending, and the they kids... They send all the kids Yeah, to the, the kids are all upstairs in Nicole's room, so it's Nicole, Margot, and Toby are all upstairs. Yeah. So that is where everybody is in the house, and then, and uh, then these I, dudes, and yeah. then it's like five of them. There's maybe? five, yeah. Count, counting yeah. Mark Wahlberg and Logan, yeah. there's five. There's three. Are, there's are three all, idiots. Yeah, are all outside. Um. So while that, so it was all happening on the first floor. A guy, the guy that looks like Spud from uh, Train Spotting, right? Yeah. He climbs up to the second floor. Yeah. And he's outside of Nicole's window. Like all the shades are drawn. Yeah. Um. Stephen drew all the shades. Oh, and stuff. yeah. He specifically and tells them to turn off, off all the, the lights, lights so they so don't they know where anybody is. Yeah. Right. Um. So they can't see in. They can't see shadows. They can't see silhouettes. They don't know where anybody is at any given time. But so they can see that he is backlit, this uh, spud. Yeah, the kids guy. can see this guy yeah, climbing up the side of the house. So Nicole gets like an, an umbrella. umbrella, yep, and just jabs it right through the curtain, right through the window, hits a guy in the abdomen, and he falls down from the second floor, like balcony kind well, of thing, I to think... the ground floor, and like hits his head through a fence. Yeah, and I was like, he's dead, right? But they show him getting up, and I was yeah, like, that's a mistake. Yeah, he was like trying to climb a drain pipe. I fr- there's a whole thing about like at what point falls become likely fatal. But when you hit your head on the base of a oh, fence, I yeah. feel like it jerks your neck forward, and that's like a if not. Not a fatal. Yeah, blow, it's not like, a fatal. He's hella concussed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he gets up. He seems. He's not right. dead. He just fucked up. Yeah. Let's go <laughs> yeah. talk to him now. <laughs> Toby's like, hey, if I can get to Laura's car phone, well, I can be the hero that Gotham deserves. Well, that's the thing is, Toby, first off, was just like the like because Nicole's comforting Margot, who's losing her shit, and Toby yeah. sees the guy's silhouette, and he's like, Nicole. Yeah, she lost. Toby's fucked. His yeah. best friend had yeah. his head cut off, and Toby yeah. saw the fucking head fall through. Yeah. That kid is fucked up. Yeah, Toby Forever. and that dog. Forever. Toby and Kaiser were BFFs, and For, now yeah. Kaiser is... Just ahead now. Yeah. It's fucked. And that kid is like thousand yard staring for a while. Yeah, he's but, never coming back. It's like, if we can get to uh, Laura's, Laura's car, car phone. Because that's the thing, is it's 1996, so ain't nobody got cell phones. Yeah, they um the, the attackers, the uh, barbarians at the gate, cut the phone line, which apparently also disables the security alarm system. Yeah, they should have a thing where like if you press a button, it does a panic mode and it does a siren, and that's not going off. So that sucks. But they say that like the security guard guy will get the signal, but there's no siren, so he won't be looking for the, like, alert thing. Uh, so if he doesn't happen to notice the alert, we're fucked. Yeah. So at this point, also, um, the kids, uh, well, now it's just uh, Margo and Nicole, start, like, flicking lights on and off in her room, uh, hoping he'll see it. Yeah. Which he does. He gets up to have a cigarette from watching Married with Children, and um, he sees the lights flicking on and off, and he's like, oh, I guess I'll drive up. So maybe around that time, or maybe slightly before it, um, the guy with the axe is trying to get through the front door or whatever to unlock it, and Laura takes that drill from that guy that got through that window yeah. and drills this guy's fucking hand. 
Yeah. She fucked up. Because here's what I honestly would have done. Is you drill right to the goddamn door. And then you twist the fucking front of that drill. And you let that drill bit go. And now his hand is nailed to the fucking door. You know. And you leave it there. Or maybe you kick it. I don't give a shit. They're trying to break into my house. I'm going to torture them. I mean, it's worth a shot. Yeah, not everything can be blood simple, Hunter. It should be. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was awesome. Laura was awesome in that moment. And that was cool, and that was what I want from this movie, is like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. these guys are Fam- scum, I don't Family give a coming together them. to just yeah. murder some thugs. The family that slays together stays together. Yeah, buddy. That's why uh, The Purge is so heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> Disney's The Purge. <laughs> Disney. Uh, Disney Pixar's The Purge, with songs by Randy Newman. We're going out purging. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) So the security guard is like coming up and one of these dudes. Yeah, the clowns. One of the clowns sees it. Car coming. Oh yeah. David like is just like, hey, I was just coming from my my girlfriend's house. Yeah, David does casual hands in pockets walk down the driveway. And the security guard's like, yo, hands on the hood. And um, I couldn't actually tell if this was the shot. But like for a second, the way they're positioned when um, the security guard, I can't remember his name, gets out of the. The Jeep. Larry. Larry. I couldn't actually tell, but I think you can kind of see that um, Logan or one of those other clowns is in the woods, like in the shadows of the trees behind him. Because, yeah, then um, he starts patting down David and pulls a gun out of, like, at the last second, because, like, dude comes out of the woods, he's going to club him with something. And at the last second, Larry, like, jukes out of the way and he's gotten the gun off David. He pulled his gun, so now he's got two guns, and you're like, fuck yeah, Larry. Like, that was awesome. And that's when um, Stephen walks out and he's like, yeah, we're okay here, Larry. Like, these fucking pieces of shit trying to break into my house or whatever. And he fucking sucker punches both of them. That's pretty cool. And then fucking the spud guy, I think, shoots Larry. Larry's fucking dead. Larry's headshot from the back. I thought he shot in the chest. I'm thinking of the wrong thing, but yeah. Yeah. So they kick the shit out of Steve and they drag him back up to the front of the house and they're like, listen, they have like nine different guns pointed at his head and they're like, listen, we're coming in there one way or another, Laura, so either he's coming in with us or he's not. Yep. She's fucking crying and she lets him in. It's pretty good. Uh, I still affirm that like, God forbid this ever happened. Yeah, if I'm ever outside, a bunch of hoodlums have me fucking various guns pointed at my head and they're like, yeah, we're coming in the letter. Just fine. It's fine. Just let him kill me. It's fine. Don't let him in. Just do. Just keep stabbing him. Every time they try to reach through the door, just stab him in the hands. Eventually, they run out of hands. I mean, I I would try to keep you in the house in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going out there. I'm not an idiot. I'm not Stephen. But you know, God forbid. Okay. I'm expendable. Protect protect the children. That's fine. My note here says We've... things get exponentially worse. <laughs> Because well, Larry is murdered, Stephen is beaten and taken hostage. Well, they so, they all get in the house. They yeah. handcuff him. Yeah, and they took handcuffs off of and Larry shit. and stuff. So they're binding the parents. Mm. Um, but baby bro is getting down to the garage. In the garage. Now I did. Want, I just want to, one real quick detail that I really liked is they're tying everybody up with uh, power cords from lamps. Oh they're yeah. They're just ripping them off the base of lamps and tying them up. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Like, so yeah, but Toby's yeah. in the garage. Yeah, he gets into uh, Lars' car. He's trying to get it to work. It need the car needs to be on to do it. Uh, there was a guy that they had posted as a lookout. I think um, it's the I, dude that shot Larry. Yeah. I think it's the Spud yeah, looking really skinny guy. Yeah. Right? But so he starts up the car. Ewan Bremner is the guy who played Spud by the way, in oh, okay. train spotting. Toby turns on the car, and this guy fucking shoots at him, man. Yeah, dude yeah. just fucking pops a couple shots yeah. off into the back window. Yeah, but, you know, kid's kind of short, so missed him. Yeah, he ducks down, yeah. he's fine. So he puts the car in reverse <laughs> and fucking floors it. And not just hits this dude, but backs over him. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, Toby. Yeah. Toby literally just walks into the house after that. Well, no, he does, I thought he did 911. 
He does, he, he makes does, the call. Yeah. yeah. But then he just like walks into the house and like he sees uh, Laura and um, Stephen tied up. You know, Laura shows him, or Stephen shows him that like, I'm handcuffed. He's got the, hand, the handcuffs behind right. his back, yeah. and so he's like, oh, and he runs down to fucking yeah. Larry's body and yeah. he takes the handcuff keys off him. But like he literally walked into the house just like, well, I've taken a life. Yeah, he has no expression yeah. on his face. He also walks into the house with no fear. No, like, he's, he's Batman point, now. He's at that yeah. point where he's like, let him kill me. He's Batman now. Yeah. He is Toby absolutely is... Batman, and it's fucking awesome. He's the most. MVP of all this because yeah. he does so many useful things. Yeah, Toby's fucking Batman, little blonde Batman. Yeah, David just walks in and 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 uh, Logan is like kind of gonna rape Nicole. Yeah, he yeah. seems like he's gonna fucking like like rape her, assault her, something, or beat the shit out of her, something. Like he's he, a, yeah, he kinda has she's a, on the he, bed, the bed. Yeah, he beat the shit out of Alyssa Milano a minute ago, yeah. and he's got her like down on the bed by her shoulders, like he's holding her down, and. Wahlberg walks in and just fucking shoots him in the side of the head, like yeah, right through the temple. Yeah. That's the headshot. That's yeah. the headshot. Yeah, blows I was his fucking of. brains out. Yeah, um, um, which is just like wow. He did not miss see. a beat. It's Ooh. real quick. Yeah. He just he just walks in, sees that, shoots him. That's right. it. Yeah. Then Toby comes back with the, the keys. handcuff keys, and you know he frees Laura. Laura frees Stephen, I think. And, yeah. And so, well, he undoes Stephen's like cuffs. So then Stephen gets up. And like he rips his gag, you know, duct tape gag off, and just starts fucking fighting with Mark Wahlberg. Well, that's the thing is before that even happens, Mark does this whole thing of like say goodbye to your dad. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg yeah. drags him upstairs. Yeah, when yeah, I Toby forgot about that. In, yes, you're right. Laura is the only one downstairs. Yeah, because Mark Wahlberg dragged dad upstairs. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking pointing a gun at his head. He's like, say goodbye to your dad. It's tough for a dad to give away his daughter. It's it's very much like uh, horrified and crying. Well, yeah, yeah, he does yeah. stuff like you know it's like. Like we're being married and he like says, for us to be together i have to kill your father yeah. and just he says all girls cry on their wedding day which i, I was know. like oh so creepy I know. It's, it's real good yeah just very much like it's it's you know him or me and you said me so he's gonna die like yeah she yeah. he's like you want to come with me right and she thinks it'll buy her dad time so she's like yeah i do it's fine like whatever just don't kill my dad and he's like yeah that second part doesn't make any sense yeah um <laughs> yeah man yeah like he's a lunatic um it's great it's really really fucking yeah. good so while a lot of that's going on it's actually really he's kind tense. of distracting like, I, yeah i know how the movie ends but watching this time i was like man it's a really tense scene yeah it is it yeah. is but yeah, so he's David's a little distracted by Nicole, so uh, Laura like gets upstairs and frees Stephen without him seeing and stuff. So he's at least like free of handcuffs. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, they they just fucking rumble, man. Yep. And it's like it's a pretty quick like it's a couple of punches, couple of knees, that kind of thing. Stephen gets thrown into the wall, and then Mark like tips over a dresser on him. Yeah, and then at some point Nicole stabs David with yeah David what? novelty okay. peace pipe that yeah. he won yeah. for her at the fair. We which is weird because, like, I know when you were like, yeah, I can't figure out what he wins for her here. And I'm looking at it, I was like, it looks straight up like a dildo. Yeah, it's Very some strange. long stick thing. And I guess it's because you can't stab somebody with a bear. Yeah, I guess like, the, the screenwriter, whoever that was, was like, oh, it'll be better for dramatic type irony. That she stabbed him with something he, that gave, he gave her. her. Yeah. But, like, it's just really weird that it's like. Yeah. I've never, I've been to many fairs. I have, not to humble brag, won many a prize. <laughs> uh, I've never won a, a peace pipe, whether it be real or not. Yeah. I don't think I've even won anything like, or seen anything like plastic or anything uh, like that. Aside were, from like shitty little things. There were a couple of games like where you, and there stuff. were a couple, thing, a couple of games where you could win opened action figures. 
Yeah, I mostly saw like real shitty stuffed animals. Yeah. That was It's mostly real shitty yeah. stuffed animals. Yeah. Honestly, the only reason I even knew that was what he won for her at the fair or remembered that was because Tina, you pointed it out. Right, right. As like, like what, what is that? that? It was like kinda of, it looked a little bit like a fluke or something. Yeah. It's it, it real strange. Yeah. And it's rounded on the end. I'm telling you, yeah. it looks like a weird, weird long dildo. Yeah, it's very it's weird. odd. Um, but yeah, so she stabs in the back with whatever this thing is. That's a piece by it definitely is. Like it's, it's Yeah, you can you get a better view of it at that in point. In this scene, yeah. It really does look it. like a Novelty oh, piece pipe, and if it's a peace pipe, it's ironic because it's being used for violence. I also oh, think <laughs> he says something about like like the speaking out forever hold your peace thing. Oh yeah, right before she stabs him with a peace pipe, and I was like, mind blown, dog. I don't know. Too many levels. Yeah, maybe. Nah, it's oh. I, being facetious. That's incredibly stupid. Um, but it's true that I'm pretty sure that's ha- that happened. Yeah, I mean, like she she definitely like oh puts, she. Still Sticks it in and breaks yeah. it off, man. Yeah, yeah. puts her back into it. Just but at this out. point, despite the huge wound, he's really not slowed down. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he's full of adrenaline and murder. Um, and then Dad just fucking, like, gets a good grip on him and fucking spins him around. <sighs> I watch a lot of wrestling, Curls and, like, it's a fucking it's a fucking throwing him to the ropes. The window like a doll. It is, like, 60 feet. Yeah. yeah. He, he clears this fucking window. He gets some distance on this defenestration. Yeah. Which I don't get to say a lot. That's nah, good. High five. Well done. And so this is where I think there's a weird cut at it because in the shot of the incredible arc, also right. I'm pretty sure it's a similar window to the one that she knocked that dude down off of and there was just a fence and more yeah. yard. It doesn't make any goddamn sense no. at all. But, so it's a shot of Mark Wahlberg's fucking corpse like flipping Arking. out. Yeah. 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 Over the garden. Yeah, and down into what looks like the bay. Like yeah, the water. Yeah, it totally looks like from that angle he would hit the water. Yeah. And then we get an insert shot of his body hitting rocks, and then a close-up shot of his dead body, like, yeah. blood leaking out of his mouth, and little, he's dead. Little blood trickle. Yeah. yeah. It feels like a totally different shot. It doesn't seem like the lighting is quite yeah. right. And then it immediately hard cuts to the credits, which is yep. over shots of the police at the house police cars. It's daytime now, blah, blah, blah. But there's also, like, a search boat with divers diving in. Yeah, they're dragging they, the fucking what, bay. What are they looking for? So, I, my theory is that the original ending had him just thrown into the water and then you don't see him again and they're like is he dead who knows whatever and then the cops show up and I feel like either audiences thought that was too ambiguous or not satisfying enough or maybe it had something to do with the R where they're like oh we want to show the bad guy gets what he deserves kind of thing or the bad guy's been dealt with so also speaking of cop cars he and I had this thought Alyssa Milano comes in before all of this shit and goes Gary is dead and no cops show up. You would imagine that once they found Gary dead, they would start interviewing people and maybe his friends at school because he yeah. had just left school and got fucking murdered. Yeah, it's immediately yeah. after school. I mean, yeah. Also, I mean, she's, as far as we see, the last person to see him alive prior to David. She's a so, suspect. Right. Like, So why aren't there any cops coming up just yeah. to talk to her? Or yeah, it's like, a huge plot hole. Or, yeah, or that's trying a big to call one. her? Yeah. Honestly, I feel like we could remake this movie with I, three yeah. major changes. One, address that because yeah. that's a huge well, problem. I was, I was say, have a cop shop. Have a shitty dumb deputy. Exactly. And they fucking kill him. Yeah, that shit right. happens in movies, and it kind of makes it more dramatic. Yeah, if, raise like, the body count. Well, show yeah, they're serious. Way, you know, the same way the security guard came. Yeah, but they yeah. could literally eliminate the security guard entirely and just have a cop go out to interview Nicole about Gary's death. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would also 
also the fucking crime gang. They need a goddamn backstory. They I need to know what they're doing, why they're doing it. It doesn't have to be crazy. Just give me something to work with. Yeah. And I'm gonna lean towards exotic animal trafficking because that's fucking cool. <laughs> And then, it's an all-Bush soundtrack. I'm calling it now. It's Gavin Rosdale and Bush. So, it's the voting stage. I'm going to say this makes it into Great Watch, but just. This is right on the fence for me between, like, eh, it's a watch, it's fine, or Great Watch. But I had a lot of fun with it. It is very decompressed story-wise. There's not a whole lot going on. Very easy to follow. But, like, it's a lot of fun. There's there's some good stuff in it. Um, I think Mark Wahlberg's really great in it. I think this just squeaks into great watch for me. I agree. And also, like, haven't seen this before. I really liked it. I think it's that a lot of psycho whoever's girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, friend, period, like any of that. I think that a lot of them tend to go for the twist, and I think that it was interesting that this, again, had it more as a dramatic irony thing, where, like, you kind of knew what was going on, and you were just waiting for the other characters to catch up with that. Yeah, it was a great watch. I, I think it teeters on great watch. I think it has a lot of plot holes, yeah. Well, yeah. and there are a lot of parts that require a little bit of imagination to make the movie flow properly. Yeah, we did a little but, too much work on this one. Right, you gotta work for it a little bit, but if you don't really really invest your whole heart into it and you just watch it for fun it's a really good popcorn movie the thing about it that keeps me watching it is really Mark Wahlberg's performance he's actually really really he's, good yeah. he's phenomenal in it he yeah. really is also I mean it's a little, be a little petty because like I gotta be a little bit of a petty bitch um, there is that moment where he's shooting pool in that real tight black spandex yeah, it's when you first meet him it's beautiful it's a beautiful moment and I enjoy it very much just goes right over the line a great watch all right, fair enough. Yeah, this is an all-around uh, low-key recommend. Hi. Hi. It's Allison. And Hunter. Breaking in. To inform you that we will have new episodes every, every other, other Wednesday. Wednesday. That's every other Wednesday. Wednesday. Find us on iTunes. Or. MovieJohn.com. Under podcast. Bye. Bye. Uh, so if you would like to get in contact with us either to send us a chair, send us money for a chair, or vote on which of the two lines is a more obnoxious fucking teenager line, uh, Allison's vote is My Mark Wahlberg yeah. saying... That we have something that everybody wants, but nobody has... Uh, and my vote, Reese Witherspoon, telling her father that, quote, there's nothing that ever happened or didn't happen for that matter that I don't remember. Those are those are our, those are your two options to vote for most obnoxious fucking teenagey thing to say in the film Fear from 1996. So you can contact us via Gmail at write hate watch great watch. That's W R I T E H W G W at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at H W G W podcast. Maybe we'll put up a, uh, a poll. You can do that on Twitter. Yeah, you can you can do polls on Twitter. We might do that as well. All right. So that's where we're at, guys. Make Thank some you. donations. <laughs> write us. Talk to us. Have no fear. Hey, watch Great Watch is here. Thanks for listening. I believe that a lot of what I do is a lot like what Wu-Tang does. I like to, what would Wu-Tang do? Yeah, can we work on that? What would Wu-Tang Wu? It's just all W's on my wrist. <laughs> what would Wu-Tang Wu? What would Wu-Tang Wu? Yep, that's, yep. All right. We're I three think that's t-shirts three in. t-shirts. <laughs> it's two t-shirts and a slap bracelet. <laughs> <laughs>